Falling program is a proud member of the Palava family of podcasts. Check out all the shows over at Palava.com. That's P-A-L-A-V-I.com. Thank you all for being here. Let's get started. Wow. Great attitude, Ron. Sorry, I was talking to these ribs. I'm tired of being thankful for scraps. Still, they want us to love them anyway. One day, somebody's going to have to make a stand. One day, somebody's going to have to say, enough. You get your ass to work and save my country from these cock-sucking Republicans. He's riding his horse through town to send those warning shots and bells that uh, we were going to be secure and we were going to be free. Too little, too late, too obvious. Madam, you are a clear and present danger to the safety and security of this nation. When it comes to bullshit, big time, major league bullshit, you have to stand in awe. In awe of the all-time champion of false promises and exaggerated claims, religion. No contest. No contest. Reveal to us God's will that we may blindly obey. Free us from thought and responsibility. We shall read things off you. Then do them. Your words guide us. We're dumb. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Try and work together. You serious? I just, I just told you that a moment ago. So I bought that table. Yeah. So I could take pictures of the Star Wars guys so I can sell them. Yeah. But also, it's an inch wider than a movie poster. Oh, that's cool. So I can lay posters down and actually take pictures of them because i gotta sell posters too now in terms of taking pictures couldn't you just look at the poster you have find that same image online and use that for whatever online selling you're gonna do i could but i don't buy from people that do that why because i don't trust it it's the same image true but if i have something with a slight rip in it i want to make sure that you can see it Hmm. so you 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 know plus I don't know. To me, it adds a little bit more of a look. I took the time to do this. I'm yeah, not just no, gonna cool. whatever. I don't know. So, but yeah, the Star Wars figures. I'll be lucky if I get a little, little, little over what I paid for. Them. Yeah. So not too thrilled about that. Because um, we found out that um, the daycare center price that we were talking last week. Yeah. Is for half a day. Holy shit! Not a full day. So. The one place we looked at, just to throw numbers around, for two girls to go full-time Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday is $11,600 for 10 months. Fuck. That's a lot of money. So. You know, for less than that, yeah. much less than that, you could just enroll them in a whole bunch of different classes, like dance classes. I mean, That's to true. get that socialization yeah. type of thing going on. There's a, we have, We're looking at other places. We have three or four more schools that we're going to look at. Although the one that we went to has, you know, our neighbor and somebody we went to high school yeah. with and an elementary school that we know. So like I kind of instinctively trust that place. Right. So, and it's a year. So, I mean, cause then they, it's just once we just pay it once yeah. like that time, but she has something through, through work with like FSA where she can, Oh yeah. It's like you, you can get reimbursed for it. It comes out of her check in smaller increments yeah. over the course yeah, of the year. Yeah, that's cool. So. And then it, it's probably pre-tax. Yeah, so, so half, of, out half of that price actually isn't so bad. That's so, not bad. But we're going to do everything we can to 
Give, yeah. give them the best that we can. Oh, yeah, of course. And that is finally pulling out posters, except that new one that I got up top there. <laughs> I saw that, yeah. Yeah. I want to thank my buddy who will not be named for getting me a lenticular 3D Phantom Menace poster. Now I actually have posters from all of the Star oh, Wars really? movies, like theatrical posters. Cole yeah. is psyched. I kind of I kind of took him aside. I said, dude, you're missing school that day. <laughs> he looks at me. He goes, he sort of looks back, looks, looks around all nice and sly. He yeah. goes, Sweet. Nice, nice. So this is episode 181 of Are You Serious? So welcome. How about that? That was a cold intro. That was nice. So uh, let's get this stuff at the beginning of the show. Yeah. uh, The phone number is 206-339-5808. never going to remember that. You will. It'll just take 60 weeks. That's all. Uh, And the email is areyouseriouspodcast at gmail.com. So. um. Excuse me. Yeah, I found the other the other vintage guys because I, I you know I can still spend money here and there. I found the rest of the vintage guys I was looking for. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I don't think I I didn't pick up the little tiny Jedi Anakin one, did I? That's not there. I only have ten out of the twelve, so I didn't get all. all I've been trying really really hard to sort of psych myself into a place where every time Jake Lloyd speaks, mm. I don't like. I don't know, make some sort of audible disgust sound when I go see the movie next week. I read something about the T. Yeah, I, I, it was a tough day, (laughs) but I did manage to read a whole paragraph. Um, there's a rumor going around about the star Wars TV series. Yeah. And it sounds like bunk, if you will. Why? Um, because it says that one one of or the overarching plot, I'm not sure, because it's a rumor, has to do with a group of um, thugs or bounty hunters or whoever yeah. <clears throat> who get their hands on a time travel device who go back to try and prevent Vader from becoming Vader. Why? Because the galaxy would be a better place? I don't know. Yeah, but why would thugs want that? Well, obviously, they would be hired by other people. But here's the thing. that the, There's a couple of things that don't make sense. First of all, in context, uh, in the films, yeah. the Huts just profited like nobody's business yeah. during the Yeah, during I mean, I can't Empire. imagine who would want that. Second, time travel has never been used yeah, exactly. that was my in Star thing. Wars. Not, not in a canonical sense. It yeah. hasn't been. A little bit in the books, a little bit in the comics, maybe here and there. A lot of throwaway what-if type stories. Yeah. Um. But it's not like a Star Trek device, which yeah. is fine for Star Trek. Yeah. I mean, that really works for them. Oh, I have a funny Star Trek story. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. But it doesn't make sense for Star Wars. I mean, Star Wars is straightforward. Yeah. Action, yeah, adventure never, type stuff. So. Yeah, they've never played with time travel. No. So I don't believe it. I think it's just... Yeah, that sounds bullshit. And you should see the nerd rage coming up. Oh, no, that no. I don't mean the prequel, the the original trilogy would never exist. I'm like, yes, you're... Your DVDs would actually fucking disappear, you disappear off fucking shelf. retards. Yeah. So. I don't care. Just make them. I don't care if Dave Filoni has to CG them <laughs> with, with characters like that. I don't care. I just, they say the stories are great. Yeah. And it's got a, a and I know this is going to sound really bad to some people, but it says a Battlestar feel over Clone Wars feel. Oh, good. So it's more character driven yeah. i would say and yeah. and he's got a bunch of different people writing gritty. it so yeah yeah i hate the word gritty because it's like it's so overused but yeah well i had to get it in yeah. i have to use it every day oh okay um 
<laughs> well, so you're a writer, so yes. We're, yeah, we're watching um, a little bit of the original Star Trek movie. Yeah. From 70, what oh, was it, 79. Oh, The Boring Voyage. What was it called? Yeah, the, the motionless picture. Yes, That's exactly. what it's referred to as. Um, so we're like at the end of it, and we're watching it. And Wait, who's we? Me, like me and all the kids. Wow, all of them? Yeah, I mean, we were just like flipping through channels. And oh, cold. so you didn't do beginning to end? Oh, hell no. Oh, okay. No, no we were just I was like going to be massively channels. impressed. No, no, no. We were, we were just flipping through channels. Because I sat I through that in the theater with my dad. Oh, I know. I did too. I did too. And, and it we was walked just... out, and my father said, What a piece of crap. Oh, I walked out going, That bald chick was kind of hot. Because <laughs> um, I was 11. So, um, yeah. So, anyway. Um, they um, they were the kids were just sort of asking me questions and, and stuff like that, right. and they're like, "Why does he talk that way?" Meaning Spock. Oh yeah. I said, "Oh, because you know he was like talking all about just straight logic and danger, yep. and that's what the machine is doing." Blah blah blah. I said, "Well, he's sort of half a race of people who are just they're all logic and mm. there's very little emotion." Blah blah blah. They're called Vulcans. Blah blah blah. And um, I said, "That's kind of their thing. They just it's just straight logic." And, right. What is is and all that. And, yeah. And Cole says, Oh, <laughs> I just thought he was a really tall elf. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess if you which, jump in at that exactly, point, right? I thought it was fucking awesome. Spock is just a really tall elf. <laughs> a That's really funny. tall, maudlin elf. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's the worst fucking elf ever. Oh man, that's funny. Yes, that was that was pretty funny. So, that's my Star Trek story. Uh, I thought it was going to be terrible. I thought you were going to rant and rave about stuff. No, no. Um, that movie was. That's why. That's, I think partly that's why the second one was so good. Yeah, but no, but because the, the first one was, one was just so bad. Better. Yeah, well, but the, they but they sat down and they're like, "Hey, remember that last one we made? Yeah, we got to do better than yeah. that." Well, you know what it is. It, it was the equivalent of the. Um, of all the walking they did in Lord of the Rings. It was just a lot of like these <laughs> grand scapes of just, you know, these skyscapes. It's, yeah, hey, look, here's the shit we can't and, do on TV. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it was just all big and grand. But it's such a good example in um in in art school, and I know in special effects and stuff they teach you that you have to have reference points for the audience to see stuff or you don't. They right. don't. They don't get it. Like the difference between, um, um, like the the monster from Super Eight that you barely see. Yeah. And I I don't know. I'm trying to think of something equivalent, like a predator. Okay. Okay. Because yeah, whatever. Um, is, is the predator is based on human physiology, so you can get that in your head. Right. That okay, that's weapons on its arms, on its shoulder. It wears a mask. It's got that. You see the one from Super Eight, and it's like eh, it's kind of like a squishy spider. Yeah, it's like a big ass. And, it, and it's tough. And when it, when they're flying through V'ger, you see all this beautifully designed stuff. Yeah, but you don't know what the fuck it's supposed to you be. You have no context for it. Right. Yeah, and that's that's what makes it really tough. Even the Cloverfield monster, as much as I don't like the design for where it came from or what it was and all that, it's got a head, it's got arms, it's got legs, it's got a torso, yeah. teeth, I never saw that. eyes. You know, so you can you can piece it together in your head as you see parts of it. But the Hedora, the uh, smog monster from Godzilla, it's this blob yeah. of like shit with an eyeball. You can't really tell what's going on there. 
But like Mothra is a great idea because it's a giant moth. I know what moths look like. <laughs> when I was a little kid, I was probably 11 or something like that. I There was a moth in my room, mm. right? And I killed it, right? And I just sort of left it there. Yeah. You know, because I'm 11. I don't know any better, right? Yeah. So did these two little little girls show up and say, please return the egg? Yeah, I know. So... So later, like in the middle of the night, I kind of wake up and I look and it was like moving sort of across the floor. Oh. So I was kind of freaked out. So I turned the light on and ants were sort of oh. taking it away. That's so grizzly. Like, Fuck. That, so, that's fast, so too. I go looking for, I go looking for um, you know, bug spray. I didn't find it. So I ended up getting a can of my mother's hairspray. Oh, well, that'll just, do it. Yep. <laughs> so I woke up that morning to my mother going, what the fuck is this? <laughs> it's a miniature installation. Oh, God, it was so funny. Oh, oh man. man. All right. Me. I'm a little tired today. Yeah, I'm a little tired, too. Yeah, you weren't feeling well this week. Uh, that's an understatement. With my... You felt like shit this week. With my thyroid, I either... Pass by everything. I don't get sick yeah. because my metabolism is like super up and I'm yeah. good and I'm all set. Or I get hit with like 10 sledgehammers and I'm down, really? like totally down. Um, it was Tuesday and I went into the bathroom like normal. I'm going to make this as polite as possible. I did not oh, stay in me. there a normal amount of time. And then I was back in there 10 minutes later. Ooh. So I went from waking up feeling a little bit tired, being okay, to uh, my wife having to come home at 2 o'clock because I could no longer take care of the children by myself. Oh, it was that bad. Like, I went to bed when she got home, and um, she got she got sick. She, she was on the way oh, yeah. to getting it anyway, but she got it a lot later, but still, it, so it hit us bad. No, we're all, it's oh, all God. past. <clears throat> um so Nova got sick, my wife, and I did Ripley is running around like she owns the fucking place. <laughs> Nothing affected her. <clears throat> Iron constitution. So I went to work today, and I stayed, honestly, a lot longer than I thought I would. Because, you, you know, that day after you've been totally just decimated. Yeah. Um, I came home, and I, I took a, a two-and-a-half-hour nap when I came home. And I feel a lot better now. But I haven't really eaten anything in three days. Yeah. So I have this hole that just won't go away. The other day. And then when I eat, I feel like I want to throw up. The other day. Fantastic. What was it? The kids came home. I was just sort of chilling on the couch. The kids came home and Julie took someone with her, one or two of them, and the baby with her. Um, to go run an errand or something like that. Hmm. Um, and I just, I curled up on the couch yep. and I just slept for two, two and a half hours. Yeah. I think Cole did his homework and played. It's a, it's a rare thing, yeah. isn't it? It is. And then like that night I was just, and I was kind of thinking, I'm just like, all right, you know, I, I rested. I'll just do some work stuff tonight. Hmm. And I ended up just, I went to bed at like nine 30 and I was just like, what the fuck is going <laughs> on? I'm coming down with something. But I just, um, you know how, like, I used to be able to do, like, you know, three hours, four hours oh, yeah. a night, and that was it. I was it's good. finally caught up and to I, you. It's just, I can't do it anymore. Yeah. You know, I'll sort of, like, just do a bunch of stuff during the day or just, um, like, 
put off the stuff that I need to do. I was just like, oh, I'll just, you know, I'll do it tonight. You know, yeah. kids will go to bed. And because I would yeah. usually get my second wind about nine, 10 o'clock. Yep. And I was just like, and now I can't, like, I can't do it. I can't. It sucks. Yeah. It's like I'm in bed by like 11, 12 got o'clock. Got to plan better like, now. Fuck? <laughs> I know. Exactly. I used to stay up till two, three, four o'clock in the morning. I have. I have games sitting in the other room that, like, when I'm done everything, I want to play. Yeah. It's like... I, uh, I can't. I haven't played Skyrim in, like, a week and a half now. Um, I got Dante's Inferno because it was 20 bucks. I yeah. picked that up, and I thought, wow, that, that'd be kind of interesting because I like the story. Yeah. And um, it's very mature as a as a game. There's <laughs> topless women, and, and nice. the, the circle of lust has... Um, <laughs> Interesting, interesting architecture, shall we say? All right, a lot of mushrooms on that level for some reason. It's Goodness. like Mario World. Um, <laughs> no, but like there's some disturbing stuff. Like the 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 demon lady that runs it, she's topless and she has um, mouths for nipples. All right, it's fucked up. That is kind of weird. Really fucked up. Um, feel bad for the first kid who goes to breastfeed there. I know, huh? Well. But I can't, I can, like, I can play Skyrim in front of the girls. Like, I yeah. can do smaller quests where I, like, yeah, like go you into can. the cave, kill the spider. Can't go to the level with the dicks and fucking balls all no, over the place. Not good. <laughs> Not good. It's an interesting game, though. And I thought, oh, I'll go through and I'll be a total good guy the whole time. I'll absolve everyone of their sins because you can absolve or, or yeah. condemn. And I found out that the main weapon you carry is charged up by condemning souls to hell. <laughs> So I've been absolving everybody. So like this scythe that I got from defeating death is absolutely useless right now. And I have to fight Mark Anthony because apparently um, Cleopatra runs lust. <laughs> then you have to so. fight J-Lo. <laughs> <laughs> so I oh have my to, God, I can't defeat that booty. <laughs> I have to, yeah. It's impervious to all attacks. <laughs> her ass is huge. <laughs> so I have to go back and I have to start at an earlier point and like power up this weapon by... Uh, by <laughs> Condemning unbaptized babies to hell. Nice. Wow. <laughs> it's a fucked up game. Yeah. It actually is. There was is. another game. What was that game? Um, oh, fuck. It's about the dude who's got all this electricity. Oh, it was uh, Infamous. Infamous, yeah. And you could either, like, you know, resurrect people or right. kill people. Yeah. And you get more powerful. And I would, uh, I'd play over my buddy Dan's house, and um, you'd try... It, you know, you know you, you try to be good, yeah. you know everything, but it's yeah. just too tempting. It's like Grand Theft Auto. It's just like, oh, I'm just gonna drive around yeah. for a little while, and the next thing you know, like <laughs> there's helicopters and you're shooting them out of the sky. How are you flying through the air in a tank exactly. with a bazooka? Yeah, <laughs> you're dropping tanks on people. I would, I would play through Knights of the Old Republic, and I would want to go light side oh, and yeah. dark side. I do separate ones, and if you go dark side, you bury the needle on the first planet you're on. Yeah. You don't you don't bury because it goes up or down, right. right? You don't you don't peg it for uh, light side until like halfway through the game. It's ridiculous. Like you go through and like these kids are making fun of a hammerhead, and you just let it happen, and then you steal his money. It's like, <laughs> hey, bang, you're evil. There you go. <sighs> oh hi, I'll be adding insult to injury here. <laughs> oh, you're down. Kick. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. So where do where do you want to start? Uh, I, I got know. I've got some headlines here for you. What do we got? Uh, Fourteen year old asked Maryland lawmakers to vote down same sex marriage for her birthday. Yeah, what they say? Well, 
A 14-year-old girl celebrated her birthday with the Maryland State Judicial Proceedings Committee this afternoon. <laughs> Sounds like fun. She's never having sex. And told lawmakers that it would, quote, be the best birthday present ever if you would vote no on gay marriage. I really feel bad for the kids who have two parents of the same gender, she said. They have no idea what kind of wonderful experiences they miss out on. People have the choice to be gay. There's like strike seven. Yeah. But I don't want to be affected by their choice. How? You're not, you dumb little bitch. People say they were just born that way, but I've met Wait, really... Wait, is this a girl? Yeah. Okay. But I've met really nice... It doesn't matter. It's still funny. Yeah. Who've, I've met really nice adults who did change, and then there's audio. Oh, let me hear this dumb little cunt. <laughs> Hi. Hi, I'm Sarah Crank. Today is my 14th birthday, and it would be the best birthday present ever if you would vote no on gay marriage. I really feel bad for the kids who have two parents of the same gender. Even though some kids feel like it's fine, they have no idea what kind of wonderful experiences they miss out on. I don't want any more kids to get confused about what's right and okay. I really don't want to grow up in a a world where marriage isn't such a special thing anymore. It's rather scary to think that when I grow up, the legislator or the court can change the definition of any word they want. If they can change the definition of marriage, then they could change the definition of any word. People have the choice to be gay, but I don't want to be affected by their choice. People say that they were just born that way, but I have met really nice adults who did change. So please vote no on gay marriage. Thank you. Thank you. That was very good testimony. Sarah, one No, it wasn't. One question. Where are you in school? I'm homeschooled. Okay. She what? what? You? you get an A. Yeah. What What did he say? What did she say? I don't know. Did she say she homeschools? Yeah, I think she did. I'm homeschooled. Okay. There oh, it is. That is swing and a miss. Okay. Where do you live? Okay. My first thought on seeing this headline is there's a reason you can't vote till you're 18. Yeah, exactly. Because when you're 14, you're a fucking idiot. And I, guess what? I, when you're 18, you're a fucking idiot yeah, too. But here's the thing. You know, I actually I feel bad for this girl. I feel bad for this girl. I, yeah. re- I, I really do. Yeah. It's, it's, it's terrible. And, and you know what? Mm. Changing the definition of a word, all right? It's, they're not changing the definition of a word. No. Okay? Because how many times have you heard the word marriage or marry outside of the context of two people joining their lives together? Okay? Watch the Food Network. Okay? Because they talk about. Oh, yeah. Putting flavors together. Isn't that part all the of time. like woodworking too, and and construction? I don't know, but it's you know it's 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 about bringing together. That's what it is. Okay, I, I, and you know what? You could have two same-sex parents who are fucking awesome, and you could have two you know, um, you know, opposite-sex parents who are just total douchebags. Or so. because you don't allow both parents, you have one parent who just uh, one pa- yeah. two two is better than one generally. So I see you brought up dictionary.com. The definition of marry. Um, The one that we're looking for, I guess, is to unite intimately. Okay. So there's also to wed, uh, to combine suitably or agreeably or blend. And that was the food one. This wine and strong cheese just don't marry. Um, Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Words. And, and, And you know what? You know what really, really disgusts me? Is that the legislature um, let her speak? Well, yeah, because it's just like, hey, let's you know, let's let let's get a headline. Yeah, let's get in the news. 
Yeah. Hey, here, such bullshit. Here's where was that again? Um, no, what on. state was it? Let me just go back one page. There's a huge. It's um, Maryland. Oh, well. There's a huge thing in the in the comments section where the mother started to get involved. Kathleen Crank. Okay, so what is that first one? For her to be abused that way by her anti-gay parents constitutes a form of child abuse. (laughs) People have the choice to be gay, she says, but I don't want to be affected by their choice. The only way she is being affected by gay people is that her parents are teaching her to hate them. Yeah. Very good, Scott Rose. Top commenter, by the way. She says she and many others are affected by the one-way tolerance that gays expect but won't extend to others. In fact, your ill wishes towards her are the perfect example of the one-way tolerance that is the norm. There was no ill wishes towards her. It was just, uh, you're a terrible mother and you should go fuck yourself. Yeah, I I have ill wishes toward her parents. Yes. Uh, the response to her response was, uh, no one is exhibiting intolerance or oppressing you because we won't allow you and your ilk to oppress us or others. Intolerance of bigotry is our cause while you are crying that we are intolerant of your intolerance. Having your privilege challenged is unsettling, isn't it? I just want to read the next one here. Um, let me just see how long... Uh, it starts off with, I am also a 14-year-old girl, and the idea that someone my age, my gender, has been so indoctrinated from different sources throughout her childhood and is so convinced that this issue will somehow affect her deeply when it clearly doesn't, seeming as she's a 14-year-old white Christian heterosexual girl. <laughs> Unless she's planning on marrying any of her female schoolmates anytime soon, I'm sure she'll do just fine, is unbelievable. How does she know what wonderful experiences people with two parents of the same gender miss out on? I have a friend with a scumbag father who left as soon as she was born, never to be seen again. Her mother is a strong, wonderful woman who supports her in every way. She goes to a good school. Her amazing musical talents are embraced daily, and she's confident in life because she is loved by both family and friends. I also have a friend whose mother tragically died after never quite recovering from a horrific stroke when he was very young. His father pulled together, supported him through everything. He's successful, happy, confident. Both of them lack either a father or a Mother figure in their life. Both of them do just fine. Surely having two parents to support a child, whether the same gender or not, is just the same, if not even better than that. Of course, she's free to say these things and broadcast them, removing freedom of expression, even from a complete madman or a Nazi, is an abominable thing to do. But this nonsense just makes me miserable. And that's a 14-year-old girl responding to a 14-year-old yeah, girl. Yeah, I, again, I, f- I feel bad for the girl. Yeah, because now she's going to be known as that idiot on the internet. Yeah, exactly. Well, outside of Maryland. Um, This was um, a 15-year-old pleads with New Jersey lawmakers for marriage equality. Okay. Let's just play the audio instead of me reading it. But it says earlier, should I just read the intro part or just play it? Just play it. All right. Madison, would you like to speak? Adam, you'll be next. Madison and Adam. Adam sounds like a stoner. My name is Madison Galuccio, and I'm 15 years old. We are battling marriage equality today, something I definitely intend on winning. We're here because 
a lot of people think that my family is different. And you want to make us feel different, don't you? Because I feel different because you want us to feel different. You give us a civil union. I don't know what that is. As 15, I try to understand what it is. I don't understand. And it's very hard for me to explain to my friends. It's very hard that I can't tell them, oh yeah, I have gay dads and they're married just like your parents. But they're not. And you don't give me the right to say that. I do have to say that New Jersey has made me feel discriminated, like I'm some sort of outcast. But guess what, New Jersey? I'm no outcast. I'm Madison Glucho, and I'm part of the Glucho family. My parents will be married, and I will make sure that this happens till the day that I die. So please, will you help me? Help me feel equal. We aren't different. I'm not different. And I shouldn't have to be forced to feel like I'm different. This is my family. And I want us to be able to have the same rights as you. So New Jersey, please give me my freedom. Thank you. The New Jersey legislature is considering legislation extending marriage rights to gays and lesbians, which Governor Where's My Ham, Chris Christie, has pledged to veto. Chris Christie can go suck a bag of dicks. I'm sure he has. Not eat them like he's been doing, but suck them. He's... Why is this a fucking problem? Because people are ignorant. But why would you put your ignorance out on display? Normally, that's kept to a nice cross burning on somebody's front yard and the robes you keep in your closet and the salutes you give your family when they walk in the room. It's easier to to do all this with with issues that get people all riled up than to actually work on real problems Mm. okay like gay marriage this is the biggest biggest fucking waste of time ever yeah okay but you know what you know what's not a waste of time healthcare in this country education in this country energy independence in this country okay jobs in this country okay none of which has anything to do with who says they're married to what doesn't fucking matter well maybe maybe jobs doesn't matter maybe to a to a percentage, I can see it helping the economy, because you'd have all these weddings. Yeah, that's true. So, I I just I just you know it's it's just this like easy this easy target thing. It's you know you know what it is. It's like writing a movie mm. and saying, "All right, I need a bad guy, uh, Nazis." Okay, great. We'll, yeah, just, yeah. we'll have Nazis. Yeah, because those because because that's an easy that's an easy shot. That is true. Well, yeah, yeah. For decades, Nazis were the go-to exactly. bad guys. Now it's brown dudes. But you, you, but you know what though? Even now, you could go Nazis. You could go Nazis. You could, now. but aren't they, they? They to me, Nazis seem more like um, since Glenn Beck and Limbaugh took over that whole yeah. everybody's a Nazi thing. They're more cartoonish. Yeah. Than than yeah. Than when Indiana Jones was facing them back in the eighties and nineties, right. when the Jones brothers declared war on Germany. <laughs> 
Jessica Jones. Now, movie. listen, listen, think back to the tone in the two girls' voices. One of them, she's upset, clearly, visibly upset. Yeah, she's upset. And the other one just sounded like, like self-righteousness. Yeah, exactly. I, I yeah, exactly. It bothers me. You know what I, I, I do have to say, though? You know, yeah, the 14-year-old, she's an idiot. I give her credit for getting up and... and, and Saying it, same thing with this fifteen-year-old. Yeah, I guess. That's great. Um, uh, along those same lines, my um, my daughter has been doing something similar. She's been arguing against no, gay no, no, marriage. No, no, no. There's a thought. I knew her. There's a trip <laughs> that the sixth graders for the last decade mm. have been going on. The sixth okay. graders they go on this trip and they go. It's like a four-day away oh. at this camp up in, and they learn. You know, it's about leadership and anti-bullying, yeah. and it's all like oh, good. team building stuff. And it's just like a great experience. Mm. Every kid who's gone has had a great time doing it. Yeah. Okay. But for some reason, and they usually go around Marchish. Okay. Okay. For some reason, the school committee in my town has been dragging its feet mm. in terms of like approving this. Okay. Saying, oh, they need more information. Um, but they keep sort of pushing discussion mm. every meeting, pushing it back, pushing it back, pushing it back. Okay. Are they um, hiding like a budget shortfall or something? No, no, no. Because it's something that either that that parents pay for, hmm. or it comes out of money that the kids have raised themselves. Okay. So it's not something that even the school pays for. Oh, oh, okay. And her class has got a bunch of money left over that they raised last year. Oh, yeah, all yeah, their yeah, little, that, yeah. All their events and stuff like that. Okay. So, um, we sent a bunch of emails. We got a bunch of parents going, hmm. and my daughter, um. Has, she got right down to where she started. She put together petitions. She mm. got a bunch of her friends. Um, nice. They made T-shirts. They wrote letters to the school committee. Wow. Um, and to the newspaper. Really, really getting it. She created a um, – she put together a bunch of stencils and got fabric paints and stuff. And at the art center where – She I called Banksy, I heard. Huh? <laughs> she called Banksy. Yeah. Spray painted the town. So, but, um, but they've got these – they've got like T-shirts set up. Um, like a station at the art center. Huh. Anybody who wanted to come down, um, you got to bring your own T-shirt. But there's paints and stencils to create your own. Um, nice. You know, stand up for Kiev is what what they what huh. they're calling it. Yeah. So the vote in the school committee is next week. Interesting. So it's going to be really re- and and oh my god the the emails that are going around and we've got school committee members like not happy with us and it's kind of funny so, tough exactly. i mean tough shit they answer exactly. to you exactly exactly not happy with you they right. go fuck themselves yeah, wait exactly. until so, my kids are in school yeah. it's going to turn into the local school committee podcast yeah and it's going to be called fuck those guys <laughs> so i mean we've got it we've got a bunch that like, are totally like what, on our side but what kind of upset like what oh you're forcing a vote not well you know what it or is what? it's they're saying well we want to know how this four days away is going to impact MCAS, and it. But they did it, it last it, it, it year, right? They did MCAS last year, and actually, the school committee meeting that was last week, they, um, the principal from from Olivia's school last year, talking about the MCAS scores for this sixth grade class, they were like through the roof. They were fantastic. Like these kids are, they totally have their shit together. Okay, is this um, is this a good educational? It experience? is a great educational. Then experience. fuck the scores. Everybody you can make that gone. time up. Everybody, it's not, no, it's not even about making the time no, up. I mean, that's, I you mean, know, that's something that you can It's say. one of these things that, like, every class that's gone mm. has had an awesome time. Yeah. I have not heard, and we've gotten a lot of emails from a lot of parents saying, mm. you know, um, 
like like the whole like a whole spectrum of things from my I was nervous about my kid going, my kid was nervous about going. Right. But it all came down to this was a fantastic experience. So do you think there's gonna be chanting? Um, I don't know. I don't thing. know. But but um, but Olivia said that, you know, I, I, if possible, I would really like to speak to the school committee. I'm like, OK, first thing we have to do is we got to watch the last 10 minutes of Footloose okay. <laughs> and then network. Yeah. So um, are, you, are, are kids going to show up? Is there going to be a whole contingent of gonna be stenciled shirt kids probably, there? Probably. Yeah. Good. There'll be a bunch of kids. And one of the. Um, uh, the son of one of the school committee members grabbed one of the petitions from one of the girls and hit it. Ooh. Yeah. That's dickish. That's quite dickish. And the so, thing but is, she though. Got it, she got it back. And but that's like, you know what? If you don't want to send your kid, if your kid doesn't want to go, don't fucking go. This sounds like it's going to be uh, replacing a bunch of um, school committee members. Yeah, you you vote on them, right? One of them, one of the two of them are are up for re-election next year. Two like of the ones that are actually. against it, like that yeah. are dragging their feet. Yeah, exactly. So, but what gets me is that um, because that's a lot of past and present and pos- probably I would I would hope future parents that would yeah. see these actions the and be it's like, like, "Are you we've kidding got, me? You're not going to do what's best." We've got parents from the past, like who whose kids have done it. Yeah, want to keep it going and saying, "Hey, this is a great thing." We've got. Parents from our grade, you know, the sixth grade now saying, I want my kid mm. to do this. And we know that if it goes away, it's never coming back. Oh, yeah. If they kill yeah. it once, it'll never That's, come that back. That might be so the idea. We've got we've got parents who from kids coming up who are supporting and saying, you know what? I've heard nothing but great, great things about this program. Yeah. So do they have a counter proposal of something? Well, that do? was the, you, you know what it is. It was really funny because the head of the school committee sent out an email saying, you know, we, you know, there, there's a lot of talk around town saying that we want to kill it. We don't want to kill it. We just wondering if there are are other alternatives to it. So they're, they're starting to backpedal. Like, no, 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 we're not trying to kill it. But of course, you're trying to kill it because mm. you've been pushing the vote back on this for months. There have been in years past. Um, they've had information sessions for parents in like September and October uh, and they've been able to raise money for the kids to go. Um, so it's going to be really, really, really interesting to see how this, I, uh, I'm, how this I'm is curious to go. see if Olivia starts the vote now chant. So, <laughs> so it'll be, uh, it'll, it's going to be an interesting, so how many, how many members do you have for it that you know of? We've got, we've got three definite out of how many, I think there's five on the committee. I think we're good. Oh, okay. So, that's good. That's good. So um, I know that there's three definite. Why does are, the school committee vote on this? Um, Why is this not handled on a... on a? Because they, they, it does take the kids out of school. Okay. Okay, and that's probably the biggest reason. And fundraising, for some reason, all fundraising activities have to be approved by the school committee. Hmm. So, and we'd have to do fundraising, probably. So. Hmm. But they... Um, but they they really just don't know what they're getting themselves into. I mean, the group of parents mm. in this class are very like they're very very outspoken. Yeah, they're they're very tech savvy. Yeah. So things are going to get out. They're very like hey. I'm surprised other places haven't picked this up yet. Like so, like it hasn't gone to larger media. So no, not yet. I did. I threw something on um on like the Facebook page for the town paper. It's just uh-huh. like, oh, very disappointed that the school committee pushed back this vote. Nobody said anything about it. Right. So 
But um, well, nobody wants to be that person that exactly. says something bad. So. Right. So I I think mm-hmm. ultimately I think ultimately it will go through, and the school committee is going to backpedal. Yeah, they're going to give yeah. all this bullshit. Like the uh, the Susan G. Komen fund. Oh no, it's not because of right wing pressure, which I'm sure we'll get to. Of course it bit. is. Yeah. Yeah. So and that's really disappointing. On it's fucking disgusting. Yeah, is what it is. I mean, they're all about women's health and fuck that. They yeah, are they, not. They're all about the money. Well, of course. If there was a cure, it's it's the you know it's it's the the whole thing is the the pink ribbons for the cure, right? Yeah. The pink ribbons are on shit with carcinogens in them. <laughs> Sorry, failure, absolute abject failure. So, uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll read a little bit off yeah. of the Facebook group there, Angie. Uh, yeah. Pointed out that it's on stuff with carcinogens in it. There was another thing that Angie posted. Probably we'll get to that, but we yeah. should take a break. <clears throat> Whoa, All what right. was that? Yeah, huh? we should take a break. I'm still not doing too well, and uh, we'll be right back. <laughs> Exist in a constant blissful state of agreement. I mean, the main the main characters are two of the dullest main characters I have ever encountered in any film. Well, you're in luck. Let me introduce you to Chinstroker and Punter. One is an ex-film student with a penchant for David Lynch and art cinema. The other is a man on the street. Listen in perplexed and horrified terror as we tear apart one film a week. Just really, it's isn't. not visually striking. No, I just just getting confirmation. It's just in, that's the third time though. I mean, am I, is this on? You can find us at chinstrokerversuspunter.podomatic.com. So come and share the victory. If you could fuck any man in film, who would it be and why? My answer is Lance Henriksen. Oh. You, he wouldn't tell. He looks like somebody. <laughs> he looks like somebody who can keep a secret. Are you serious? Podcast. Best of the left.com. Linoleum knife. 35 millimeter hero. Chinstroker versus Punza. Family movie night. Bloody good horror. Girls on film radio. Night of the Living Podcast. Mail order zombie. Outside the cinema. Popcorn mafia. Perhaps you'd be interested in Gleecast. First time caller podcast. Showshow.podomatic.com. The David Pakman Show. Hello, 
gentle listeners. I'm Fozzie Bear. There are a lot of podcasts out there, and it's impossible to listen to them all. That's where the Podcast Podcast comes in. On the Podcast Podcast, we have very special guests from some of the best shows on iTunes, covering everything from movies to television to literature to pop culture and politics. On the Podcast Podcast, you can listen to these guests and decide if you should check out their show or keep on moving. Find us in the iTunes store by searching for me, Fozzie Bear. That's F-O-Z-Z-I-E-B-A-R-E. All right, I'm here with Bill Byforce and Mr. Chris to tell you a little bit about Outside the Cinema. All right, Reverend Scott, take us to church. Uh, What can we expect to find from a typical show? Two hours of just random blabber. (laughs) Uh, Is there anyone's coattails you wrote in on to popularity? I'm the guy that fucking burns the coattails and then pisses on them. You review all these exploitation, (laughs) horror, comedy, cult, and often all-around terrible movies. You must have a strong driving force that keeps you going. Ego. <laughs> I don't know if I've heard you say that before. Uh, yeah, I've been saying that for a while. Really? I have been saying that for a while. Also, I'm high on smack. Well, it's definitely working for you guys. Yeah. People are coming out in droves to support you on iTunes. We just the other day got a, a, a one-star review on iTunes. Well, that is one <laughs> That is one star too many. Let me tell you. The worst fucking piece of shit I've ever heard. This has been great, guys. Thanks, God. Ugh. That was good. Oh, he's got you crying over there. I'm good for the rest of the year. Nice. That was too much. It's an evergreen's host. The border should have had strangled ghost. Sticky blood on the laboratory floor. Once there were five, now only four. Dancing is a man with a ghost life in his glory and happened um last week with outside the cinema um they we've been on mevio for a very long time mevio asked us to join yeah you know, so they would do the hosting and stuff and um <coughs> last friday the show just disappeared really? along with a lot of other shows like just gone their feeds everything gone and uh, uh with with outside the cinema we have I would say close to 200 individual episodes. Maybe not, you know, like 100 to 200 numbered, right. but like all the live shows and right. special stuff like that. Yeah. Like 200 episodes like archived there. And oh. they were just gone. The feed was just down. There was nothing. That sucks. And um, emails went unanswered, all kinds of stuff. Um, Did they just disappear? No, they were there. All of the links that we had... Um, linked to it like but it was their home page it was it was kind of weird um but we're back long story short is outside the cinema is back on there um through no small part i think the the people writing in saying bring them back on if if in fact they they did actually 
suspend us like people are saying oh my account's suspended or if that was just a default like screen that it went to or if they were hacked or if they had a virus or whatever nobody knows emails went unanswered bill i i had tweeted them i had talked to a bunch of other podcasters online and fortunately this was all before i was sick yeah um because when i got sick i just (laughs) fuck that i didn't do i I actually left my phone in here and i was in the other room that's how sick I was. Wow. Yeah. And my phone is like attached yeah, to my hand. Well, this hand because I'm left-handed. Um, but we got back on. Bill busted his ass to get the feeds back and forth and back and forth. And we're going to start saving our shows in a different place just in case. But yeah. um, That's weird. He managed to find a phone number for Mevio, which is like finding a phone number for an online company. Yeah. That's that's a fucking yeah, feat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, we're back on there, so everything's cool. It's just weird, and not a peep from them about anything. You know, because some idiot probably kicked a plug out or something. Yeah, like that. it could be. But it happened. Is, it happened on a Friday, and you know nobody was in the uh, in any of those offices until Monday morning. The last thing we heard in the office was, "What does this do?" Yeah, and then a boom. Oh well. But we were we were smart with it, you know. It was be really easy because we we do the shows on Monday, yeah. and we had no answers on Monday, so we just did the show like normal and everything. And it would have been real easy to like bitch them out and right. really complain about it and be like, "Oh, that all everything everything sucks and fuck them." Like I heard some other shows were doing. Oh, really? You could see online, yeah. Because you know, without answers, you're going to get angry because yeah, everybody that does a show, you know, puts in a lot of time and effort, right. so. But we were, I'm like, uh, we we were both like, well, it could be a glitch, could be they could have got hacked, you know, somebody just fucking around could have just changed a couple things and just yeah. it takes them, you know, three four days to find. So who knows? Weird. All the shows are still there, all of our links still work. So I mean, he keeps that stuff anyway, right? He has copies of it, yeah. yeah but there's no other feed online to redirect it yeah. to. But over the course of the next few months, we're going to set up um, on a free site a uh, an archive oh, that's cool. to redirect to. Because it was weird. It jumped from like 2009 to 2011 for like the last two shows in 2012. Sorry, it's 2012. It is. So it was like whatever was on our feed from there yeah. to the new one. Just so we could get the new show out because we never missed a fucking week. And this was, if there was a week we were going to miss, it was going to be because of this. Right. So, but yeah, he did a good job and he got it all moved around. So if anybody out there knows what happened with Mevio, I'm dying to know because <laughs> I'm really curious. So, so remember that, um, that, um, I'm trying to read this and make it sound conversational. The, uh, creation bill that we talked about that said that, um, you would teach creation in, in science class in, yeah. in Indiana. Did that pass? Yeah, but they changed the wording. Oh, what did they say? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm. Uh, I w- if if we had a much larger reach, I would say they were te- somebody was tempted by something we said. Yeah, that'd um, be great. On Tuesday, January thirty first, the Indiana State Senate passed SB eighty nine, eighty nine one. There's a space there, yeah. or eight ninety one. We'll say the bill that gives school administrators the power to require educators to teach creationism in classrooms. In order to water down the obvious attempts to push Christianity, 
Democratic minority managed to slip in a few changes. The finalized version of the bill will now read, The governing body of a school corporation may offer instruction on various theories of the origin of life. The curriculum for the course must include theories from multiple religions, which may include, but is not limited to, Christianity, Judaism, Islam, Hinduism, Buddhism, and Scientology. Okay. How about that? Interesting. The Senate spent less than 20 minutes considering the bill before passing it by a vote of 28 to 22. The bill will allow schools to either clog science education with unproven pseudoscience or create a class totally devoted to religion in which the school can decide which religion they feel are best to teach. Hint, Islam will not be one of them. This bill is, at its core, unconstitutional. We said that last time, though. Yeah. Aside from this, it fails to govern the way such a class would be taught. It would be very easy for a religiously conservative teacher to become more of a preacher than an objective educator. Such a teacher could spend a week on a handful of other religions to satisfy the curriculum requirements and then spend the rest of the semester focusing on the religion of their choice. And clearly, some religions will ultimately be left out, meaning some students will be discriminated against. Religion is a, a dividing topic. Did you know that? Yeah, I heard that somewhere. Yeah. They I can, read it in a book. No, did you? <laughs> they can create a lot of conflict and distraction that kids shouldn't have to deal with while at school trying to learn actual facts. It belongs at church, not at school. But Republicans and evangelical nutjobs, <laughs> I didn't write this, are making a desperate bid to convert people to their religion. It's just another indoctrination tactic disguised as, quote, education. As I said before, it is doubtful that schools will risk drawing the ire of the right-wing Christian groups by including Islam in its course curriculum. And if they do, right-wing Christian groups will protest strongly until schools have, until schools bow down to pressure and just teach theories that the religious right deems acceptable. This is why a comprehensive religion course will never work in public schools. For decades, public schools have done just fine without teaching religion. These kinds of courses should only be available in college as an option when young people are less impressionable and can think for themselves. I had a problem there with the young people in college, and then I thought about it as I was reading them. I'm like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> the bill now goes to the Indiana House where it will probably pass and then be signed by Governor Mitch Daniels. Then begin the lawsuits because there will be a lot of unamused parents, teachers, students, administrators, and activists that will challenge this law as unconstitutional. The goal of these repeated attempts to introduce religion into schools is to win just one case so there will be a precedent set yep. to build upon in other cases. Yep, that's an absolutely awesome use of the court's time. Yeah, I know, huh? Yep. That these attempts drain resources from cash-strapped schools <clears throat> is beside the point. So once again, Republicans are passing a bill that will result in a huge waste of time and money and won't do anything to improve the education of our kids. Well, consistency, I guess, is their strong suit. And then all of the comments underneath are pretty much for it. Um, you know, so you know, it's like absolutely, totally unconstitutional. Yeah. Um, so... This one's this guy's an idiot though, Alan Batterman. Not instead of science, in addition to science, because he's responding to uh, why the insistence on this being offered instead of science. What happens to the periodic table? Okay, that's a little hyperbolic, but yeah. 
Not instead of science, in addition to science. The periodic table will still be taught in chemistry. Atheism is a religion, albeit a negative one. Well, sorry, dude, you lost. It's not a religion. You're a dummy. To teach exclusively atheism that human life resulted from a uh, tenth to one accident is wrong. Intelligent design makes more sense. If you're a moron... (laughs) My, uh, I was talking to my sister today. Yeah, and um, I love, I love the. I should go back if I had the time, and just find the segues to the I was talking to my sister stories, because <laughs> I have a feeling they're all based around this kind of thing. No, actually, it was um, <laughs> now during um, you 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 probably know this during the late summer, early fall. Julie, my my wife and I were. Kind of battling a lot, just not having a great time, yeah. blah, blah, blah. So, you know, marriage is whatever marriage is. Yeah. Right? So uh, I was talking to my, my sister today, and we were just, you know, just chit-chatting and stuff like that. She's like, oh, how are things? I'm like, oh, you know, things are good, blah, blah, blah. We've cleared a lot of things, blah, blah, good. blah. Things are pretty good. She's like, oh, that's good. She says, I, 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 I know you don't believe in God, but I prayed for you. I'm like, oh, so that must have been it. Thanks so much. <laughs> Thanks for doing as little as you possibly well, no, could. No, it was just funny. I'm like, oh, that's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. <laughs> Speaking of which, so. let's go to the first one uh, that I that <laughs> I have on the Facebook page here. Take my glasses off. It's kind of blurry. I kind of dig it. Giselle, you know, yeah. Tom Brady's girl there, <sighs> asks for prayers for husband Tom Brady and New England Patriots. Why? Because she needs more money. You get more money if you win the Super Bowl. Yeah, but you know what? Like, like, just Giselle shut wants the fuck her up. family to pray and pray is in quotes. I don't know why for her husband Tom Brady it, when he plays the Super Bowl look, on Sunday. I'm, I'm not a religious person. We mm. all know this, okay? But even I know that there's a difference between praying and really, 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 really hoping. Yeah. Okay. Wait, there is. <laughs> Well, well, yeah, one, you actually put your hands together and you, you have a formal body. It's almost like writing a writing a letter <sighs> instead of hoping. <laughs> but like what? She just need to get her fucking name in the paper? I don't know. The Brazilian model, who has been married to the NFL quarterback for three, year, three years, is keen to for people to get behind her. I'm just so aggravated with this. I can't read it. To get behind her partner and his team, the New England Patriots, in their iconic game against the New York Giants. She wrote in an email seen by the New York Post newspaper, My sweet family and friends, this Sunday will be a really important day in my husband's life. Yeah, no shit. I, the whole country pretty much knows that, don't they? I can't wait for the damn thing to be over. I, I don't was, watch sports, but I know it's an important day well, for the guys on the team. But here's the thing. You know what? The Patriots <sighs> went to the Super Bowl. You know what my reaction was? Being the douchebag that I am. It's probably a lot closer to mine. It was like, oh, fuck. Fuck, now I get to listen to shit about the Patriots for another two weeks. <laughs> Am I, I mean, right? What I thought in my head was, well, I'll be seeing more Patriots jerseys than Bruins jerseys. Ah, oh, it's like, whatever. I don't give a shit. I mean, whatever. People are. No, that's fine. You know, I'm a Celtics fan. I love basketball. Do and, you? And I really do. Oh. Yeah. You know, it's, okay. I, 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 I do. Um. So, but again, I'm not like this rabid. I used to like monster trucks and swamp buggy races. They're very similar. True. One has less mud. Exactly. One has more. So, uh, <laughs> let me finish. Know. Let let me yeah, finish. She's a 
fucking idiot. Uh, Other supermodels see. responded, oh, Giselle, why? <laughs> he and his team worked so hard to get to this point, and now they need us more than ever. What the, We didn't do anything in the first place. <laughs> to send them positive energy so they can fulfill their dream of winning this Super Bowl. Not the Super Bowl, which is good, because... We could all say, well, how many has he won? Oh, wait, they're going to the Super Bowl? They're not going to the ice cream thing? So I kindly (laughs) ask the ice cream thing. I kindly ask all of you to join me on this positive chain and pray for him so he can feel confident, healthy, and strong. Do you really think Stuart Smalley? Do you you really think that Tom Brady wakes up not feeling all that sure of himself? Okay? He's the best football player in the league and he's fucking a supermodel. Yeah. All right. I think that Tom Brady wakes up every day going, "All right." You know, maybe that's why I got a sick. Dream. Maybe okay. I got I got sick because not enough people were praying for me. Yeah. I didn't wake up. You know, confident. Sorry. I'll tell my strong. I'll tell my sister. Okay. I'll I'll, I'll let you know when I'm feeling run down, <laughs> okay. and you can send her a quick Just... message. Um, envision him happy and fulfilled and fulfilled experiencing with his team of victory this Sunday. Thank for your love and support. Love G. Can't she just like everybody else just say, "Go Pats"? <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 you know, I understand if you're real heavy into it and stuff, but I get that, and that's fine. But she just sounds like an idiot. Yeah, she really does. All right, I got to turn the screen so you don't see uh, this. You think I can see that far? Well, I, I want, I want. I, you know the little X on my microphone yeah. here? Okay, that's blurry to me yeah. right now. Okay, that's how blind I am. Okay, that's terrible. I can't see what like the the time on my phone. There it is. <laughs> that's how fucking blind I am. Okay, um, I don't know if this is true or not, but it's just too good of a headline to pass up. Okay. And it might be too early for the you're going to lose your shit laughing in the show, but I can't pass it up. I I can't forget to read this. Okay. Cannibal. (laughs) This is already funny. Who ate head of former lover. (laughs) Okay. Proposes to Satan worshipping vampire girl from behind bars of psychiatric unit. to laugh <laughs> that's awesome all those words together are that's fabulous. i never thought i would say. Uh, read that out again <laughs> cannibal who ate head of former lover proposes to satan worshiping vampire girlfriend behind bars of psychiatric unit <laughs> but here's the thing best meatloaf album ever <laughs> I yes i know huh <laughs> yes oh wow <laughs> No, I'm sorry. It, it sounds like an episode of something that's on the CW right now. Sweden's most evil couple, a cannibal <laughs> and a Satan-worshipping vampire, have applied to get married behind the bars of their secure psychiatric hospital. They're in the same hospital? I don't know. But she uses a fucking Sharpie to put her eyebrows on. Esakin Johnson <laughs> has asked a human vampire, Michelle Gust- Guf- Gustafsson, to join him in unholy matrimony in a move that has shocked the country. He <laughs> killed mother of five, Hella Christensen, his girlfriend at the time, by cutting her head off, eating parts of her body, and then boasting about it on the internet. Because that's what you do. Wow. <laughs> Status. How do you feel right now? Full. Oh. 
I relationships. Just, I just ate. It's complicated. <laughs> I just ate my girlfriend. And boy, am I full. <laughs> she stabbed a single father to death and then drank his blood. Posing in a picture online before the arrest with blood dripping from her lips, holding a power saw and a knife. Oh, did they show the picture? No. Oh, fuck. No. That's gruesome. If it's human that's blood, that's gruesome. Awesome. I got to know, though. I mean. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> you know, you wake up uh-huh. getting ready for you to think about, like, yeah. what's going on today? Oh, I got to go to the store. I bring the kids to school. Yeah. You know. What? What? It's like the chicken fucker guy. Yeah. Okay. What path leads you to? You know, no matter like all this like big equation on the thing, that you yeah. go equal. Behead my girlfriend and eat her body. Yeah. It's. It reminds me of Eddie Azard's thing about you know how busy you are if you're a genocidal maniac. It's like Pol Pot's <laughs> uh, like like day planner. Yeah. Genocide. 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 Murder. 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 <laughs> lunch. <laughs> <laughs> kill 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 a caption underneath her photo read I want to cut throats of people on the subway <laughs> well that's the most normal thing she said yeah, yeah. Johnson asked on November 13th via internet message service MSN <laughs> I don't know why that's important <laughs> if the fellow killer wanted to be his girlfriend they decided to get engaged on December 9th we the- have so much in- it's a love story <sighs> this at its base is a love story it's already right. better than Twilight. Because hey, yeah, exactly. Okay, because all we need is a jealous werewolf. Because I got to tell you, I um I saw a little bit of one of those Twilight movies, <laughs> and I've seen so many parodies yeah. of that stuff that watching the real movie was fucking hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, go ahead. The couple are fellow inmates at the high security. Do they get to share a room? Carsudan's psychiatric facility near. Catherine home. I'm butchering all I'm of this sorry, stuff. I'm sorry, but so it sorry. sounds like a fucking tourist spot to me now. Where they are expected to remain for the rest of their lives. Both opted for indefinite psychiatric treatment to save them from automatic life sentences, but experts believe they are, believe they are both so sick they will die in captivity. I like how that's phrased like they're wild <laughs> animals. They're going to die in captivity. Yeah. Although if they could get them to mate, they could study the offspring. Most, de- most definitely. And the usually liberal Sweden is horrified by their by their crimes. No politician in the future would risk an imploding career by ordering their release. Yet the diabolical duo, like it's this is written like a fucking sixties Batman episode. That's awesome. Yet the diabolical duo live <laughs> in hope. <laughs> I just had the spinning. <laughs> yeah, going. Gustafson posted on the internet this week. We want to live together at some point. Have dogs. And pursue our hobbies, piercing and tattoos. Now are that they going to be... tattoo the dogs? They're going to eat the dogs. What are they? Well, they having pu- having dogs yes. for this particular couple yeah. could mean a whole range of things. Yeah, that could also they're be gonna, people as they're gonna, dogs. They're going to pet them. They're yeah. going to eat them. They're going to fuck them. Like what? Yeah. Her cannibal fiance added, "I love Michelle. I've never met anyone like her. I want to live a non-criminal life in jail." The secure mental facility. Uh, notice how many times they mentioned that this thing is secure. <laughs> Makes me question it. The secure mental facility where they are incarcerated is the equivalent of Broadmoor in the UK. Oh, wow, Broadmoor. Shit. 
Doesn't <laughs> You're going to go throwing out Broadmoor. <laughs> Some criminals Shit, have been within its walls. why didn't you say so, Negro? <laughs> That's fine. They're busting out the Broadmoor. <laughs> That's all you had to say. Some criminals have been within its walls for three decades. Justice authorities have not said whether the request to wed will be granted. Oh, are you kidding me? Let them marry. It's yeah. the sanctity of men, as long as they're not gay. <laughs> no, no, it's Sweden. It's all oh, right. Oh, it's Sweden. They can do whatever Pretty the sure that's they want. okay there, yeah. So uh, that That's a love story. Though. I say you let them get married, and you give them one conjugal visit, and then you see who comes out alive. Oh, she'll give birth to that baby right into his fucking mouth. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, <that's> disgusting. <laughs> oh. oh, but it's a love story. Man. That just goes to show. Yeah. That just goes to show there's someone for everyone. (laughs) That is true. There were two people for that one cannibal. Sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes. Actually, given the. Sometimes you got to eat a lot of frogs. Before you find your friends. Before you find your. Exactly. (sighs) Man adopts girlfriend. Now we're just pulling shit from Weekly World News, right? <laughs> no, this is HuffPost weird news. Okay. John Goodman, <laughs> yes. not that one. Yes, it is. John Goodman's daughter could protect assets in wrongful death lawsuit. A wealthy Florida douchebag has adopted his 42-year-old girlfriend as a daughter in a move critics say will protect the man's assets during an upcoming lawsuit surrounding a deadly car accident. Polo Club Palm Beach founder John Goodman, 48, Adopted his longtime partner, Heather LaRusso Hutchins, in October. So there's a six-year difference there. Yeah. So apparently you can adopt anyone. The strategy... Look, there's many... But this country is not ready for a conversation on the sanctity of adoption. (laughs) Okay? That that just fucking mocks everything. We we barely get through the sanctity of adaptations. Okay. The strategy could shore up Goodman's wealth as he confronts a wrongful death lawsuit filed by the parents of Scott Patrick Wilson. The Associated Press says Wilson was killed in 2010 when Goodman allegedly ran a stop sign. The trial begins March 27th. So he names this person as his adopted child. Mm. I'm not sure how this works. And transfers all of his assets to her? Yeah, maybe. Let's see. Um, Goodman had previously set up a trust for his two minor children. If Wilson's parents win their civil suit, they cannot receive any compensation from the trust, the Post Post reports. Hutchins, as Goodman's third legal child, is now entitled to a third of the money in the trust. However, another court could later rule that Hutchins isn't entitled to the share of the trust. Or someone could rule that, quote, this is fucking ridiculous. Pay the money. Go to jail. You're a piece of shit. Yeah. We have a cell for you in Sweden. <laughs> There's a couple that would like to have you over for dinner. Why is there mesh f- grating on the floor? <laughs> Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Just is that this- a shower nozzle? <laughs> Where's this blindfold? A lawyer for the Wilson family Why claims. Are they buttering me. It's a. Pl- oh, no, he eats the butter first. <laughs> I'm burying you. <laughs> he claims it's a ploy for Goodman to keep money for himself, but Dan Bakke, Goodman's lawyer, told the Palm Beach Post. The adoption is to guarantee his children's future and denied that it was spurred by the lawsuit. Florida attorney Charlotte, uh, I don't know how to say her last name, Charlotte, said in an interview with TV station WPEC that Goodman is abusing the state's adoption law, well, obviously, which is designed to create parent-child relationships. 
Even Circuit Court Judge Glenn Kelly, who approved Goodman's adoption application in Miami-Dade County, described the request as bordering on the surreal. Then you don't approve it. Instead of put the court in a legal twilight zone. Then you don't approve it. How tough is that? No, are you kidding me? He signed it going, this is going to be fucking hilarious. It's like everybody who voted for Ross Perot. Yeah. I voted for him. Did you? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't give a shit about anything at that point. And Clinton was clearly going to win. Yeah, that's true. Sobriety test revealed that Goodman was driving at the blood alcohol level two times above the legal limit on the night Wilson died. Besides the civil case, he faces a, faces a March trial for vehicular homicide, DUI manslaughter, and leaving the scene of a crime. Those charges carry a sentence of up to 30 years in prison. He has pleaded not guilty. Of course he has. He's going to get butt fucked. He's going to get <laughs> butt fucked. There's, there's a song. <laughs> Definitely. Not one lesson. Oh, speaking of which, did you see no, that? Wait, uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Before before we move away from this, I have one question. But, if now that's his adopted daughter, he's not allowed to fuck her. Uh, right? Well, they're in Florida. Oh, shit. <clears throat> Never mind. <laughs> Go ahead, what? <laughs> he going to screw her like, <laughs> like, like she's a like black. first cousin. Like she's a black voter. <laughs> oh. Alrighty, in Florida. Then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um. Have you seen that Matthew Broderick commercial for Honda? I've seen part of it. I haven't watched it's, the whole it's, thing. It's really good. It's really good. I did see somebody post it on Facebook, just a, a snippet of it. Yeah. Fearful that it was going to be a sequel to Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. Some people some people said, and we all know anyway, that the uh, real sequel to uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off is um, Election. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I can I can do that. That's all right. Uh, let me see if there's something else in here. That, um... I did hear an interesting theory that Ferris Bueller's Day Off isn't really about Ferris. It's no. About, it's about It's Cameron. a fight club situation. No, it's about Cameron. Yeah. I want to watch it again. And Ferris is all in his head. Well, no, it's not quite that. But... Oh, that's that's how I watch it. Hmm. It's really interesting that way. Ooh. Now I want to go back and watch it. If you think about it like Fight Club. Yeah. Because think of Look at it this way. Cameron wants to do something, but he's afraid to do it. So Ferris shows up. Yeah. Right. Granted, we start the movie with Ferris, but you got to get to know him first. Yeah. Um, and the and Ferris goes home when Cameron decides to stand up for his dad. Yeah, that's true. Not for his dad, to his dad. Yeah. No, I got it. Did I say that wrong? Yeah. Okay. But fine. I understood what you meant. Okay. Um, I could. I could no. It's it's kind of interesting. It's definitely not written that way no, at all, but no. it's it's fun to... Um, it's not what John Hughes had intended. No, but it's fun to watch it that way. That's interesting. Alabama state senator thinks increasing teachers' pay goes against, quote, a biblical principle. So you know that this whole story is bullshit because it starts off with Alabama state senator thinks. Yeah. According to Alabama state senator Shadrick McGill... <laughs> What a great name! That would have been Shadrick, awesome. But the thing is, you have to. Yeah, you're not. You're not saying it right. It's Shadrick McGill. It would have been awesome if it was McGee. Oh man, Shadrick S H A D R A C K Shadrick McGill. The Bible says that increasing. Would it be funny if he was gay and had a boyfriend named Richard. It sounds like Shag. Oh. Sorry. I got gotcha. you. That was a bit of a reach. That was a yeah. sorry, folks. They can't all be funny. Oh well, after 180 episodes, there's your bad joke. There you go. <laughs> the Bible says that increasing teacher salaries would only lead to less qualified teachers. Oh, 
Okay. Oh, sorry. McGill said at a prayer breakfast that doubling teacher salary, starting pay for Alabama teachers begins at thirty six one forty four, thirty six thousand one hundred forty four, would not help education. In fact, he said that keeping teachers pay low is a biblical principle. If you double a teacher's pay scale, this is a quote from him. If you double a teacher's pay scale, you'll attract people who aren't called to teach. To go in and raise someone's child for eight hours a day, or many people's children for eight hours a day, requires a calling. It better be a calling in your life. So what he's saying is the people who do it for shit money will be more dedicated than the people who do it for I don't good know. money? But then he says, I know I wouldn't do it. Okay. <laughs> and these teachers that are called to teach, regardless of the pay scale, they would teach. It's just in them to do it. Oh, really? See how many of them just do it with it in them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? Just take all their money away. Yeah. So oh, go yeah. ahead. Why don't you cut their pay in half? See how many of them will be dedicated then, you piece of shit. Yeah. Not saying double, but, I mean, because that seems unfeasible. Unfeasible? Mm. Infeasible? Not feasible? Inconceivable? I don't think that means what you think it means. <laughs> uh, it's just in them to do. It's the ability that God gave them. And there are also some teachers, it wouldn't matter how much you would pay them, they would still perform to the same capacity. Oh, then we should pay football players 15 bucks an hour. I think I think that they should get paid off of the ticket sales. There you go. That's it. That's it. And you run the stadium with the concession sales. Like a movie theater. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then we'll see what happens. Anyway. McGill found justification. Oh, so if you don't keep that balance, you're going to attract people who are not called, who don't need to be teaching our children. So everything has a balance. <sighs> McGill found justification in the Bible for not increasing teachers' pay, but he evidently found nothing in Scripture preventing him from approving a 67% pay increase for legislators in 2007, which increased annual salaries for part time legislators from. $30,710 a year to $95,500 a, a year. part-time fucking job? Yeah. Running Alabama? You know what? Congress is a fucking part-time job, too. How many months do they get off in a year? Seriously, man. I'm in the wrong fucking business. He said that the higher pay... stop being a scumbag politician. He said the higher pay helped stop corruption. So, to stop corruption, we had to be corrupt and vote ourselves a 67% pay raise. So... A 2011 report showed that while Alabama's teachers... Because we, we had to prevent these congressmen from going to teach. <laughs> yeah, huh? <laughs> while Alabama teachers have the highest starting salaries in the nation, the state lags far behind the national average for teacher pay. Currently, a part-time legislator in Alabama is making more than a full-time teacher with a master's degree and 15 years of experience. Get your priorities straight, Alabama. Oh, they can't. Come on. You know it's what? Alabama, Alabama Alabama doesn't show up on our show very often. Cause it's almost like it's almost like How do I turn this thing on? Sorry. <laughs> I, I'm trying to think of an analogy where it's like, you know, punching something like punching a puppy. Yeah, I know. Or or, you know, you don't just shoot fish in a barrel, you drop a stick of dynamite in the barrel. Without the water. <laughs> yeah. Just <laughs> the fuck am I doing in here? Dead. Uh Here's one more, and then we'll do, we'll do a break. I like this one. I, lo- I love politicians with a sense of humor. Janet Howell, Virginia State Senator. Wait a minute. Is she married? 
Is she Mrs. Howell? Exactly. Yeah. Thurston, why don't we have sex on the island? Attaches rectal exam amendment to anti-abortion bill. <laughs> oh, that's a pain in the ass. This woman is awesome. To protest a bill that would require women to undergo an ultrasound before having an abortion, Virginia State Senator Janet Howell on Monday attached an amendment that would require men to have a rectal exam and a cardiac stress test before obtaining a prescription for erectile dysfunction medication. That's awesome. I have no problem with that. That's hilarious. Yeah. We need some gender equality. Oh, gender equity here, she told the Huffington Post. The Virginia Senate is about to pass a bill that will require a woman to have a totally unnecessary medical procedure at the cost, at their cost and inconvenience. If we're going to do that to women, why not do that to men? <laughs> the Republican. So basically, she's telling the men to stick it up their asses. Yes, and if you won't, I will. Yes, that's great. Good the Republican-controlled Senate narrowly rejected the amendment Monday by a vote of twenty-one to nineteen, but passed the mandatory ultrasound bill in a voice vote. A similar bill in Texas, where physicians say have caused a bureaucratic nightmare, is currently being challenged in court. Howell said she's not surprised her amendment failed. Again, again, wasting time on shit that doesn't fucking matter. Why are they making it more difficult to, for people to just fucking do what they need to do and yet not spending any time on, on solving any real problems? Well, like, let's see. Let me, what let's, the let's, fuck let's, is the – why is it so hard? Let's look at what the, the Tea Party has to say. Get big government out of my life. Oh, but you can't fuck the person you want to fuck, and you can't have contraception, and you can't have an abortion. So big government, bad, unless it has to do with the physical body that you inhabit. Wasting time. Howell said she's not surprised her amendment failed. This is more of a message type of an amendment, so I was pleased to get 19 votes. She pointed out that there were only seven women in the Virginia Senate, and six of them voted in favor of her amendment, along with 13 male senators. Those 13 male senators have no problem getting an erection. (laughs) (laughs) And they're gay. Senator Jill Vogel, uh, the sponsor of the mandatory ultrasound bill, voted against it. I do believe that the erectile dysfunction in this context is different from pregnancy, she said on the Senate floor. The Senate will formally vote on the mandatory ultrasound bill on Thursday. Tuesday? Tuesday. Fucking people. I like that that's, you know, why is it so easy to just walk in and say, hey, I can't get wood. Sorry, that's, that's not, that has nothing to do with your life. That's your, that's pleasure. That's not, ah, whatever. All right. Oh, we said we'd do a break, so we'll do a break. All right.
famous Hollywood producer, Robert Evans. You know, I've made a lot of powerful enemies during my time in Hollywood. Like the time I pushed Steve McQueen in front of a moving car on the set of The Getaway because he was macking on my lady, Allie McGraw. But I've made one great friend, a boffo friend if you will, since I retired. It's called Show Show, and it's the best fucking movie podcast ever. It's even better than cocaine, which I would know a lot about. Visit Show Show at showshow.podomatic.com or search Show Show, all one word, in the iTunes store. In a world that has a country called England, three cinephiles battle weekly against the onslaught of movie releases. They review, dissect, and discuss until each is defeated. Jordan is the host. Ian is the sweary one. And Noel is the grandpa. And together they are the 35mm heroes. Dig it, bitches. Crom, I have never played to you before. I have no tongue for it. No one, not even you, will remember if we were good podcasters or bad. Why we recorded, or why we voicemailed. All that matters is Metal Mikey stood against many. That's what's important. Valor pleases you, Krom. So grant me one request. Grant me action attraction. And if you do not listen, let to hold you. Action Attraction, the action movie review podcast. You can find Action Attraction through MetalMikey.Lipson.com or at www.PennyCult.com or by searching for Action Attraction in iTunes. See if we can find the most recent story for this. Hey, you know what I watched last night? Huh. Um, you know, a movie that apparently is more quotable than I thought. Um Euro Trip. Yeah, you liked that when that was I, out. I still I, I, I liked it. It's, I don't think I've ever watched it all the way through. It's 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 fun. I love the Matt Damon song, Scotty Doesn't Know and Right. You know, and then um there's that whole the Italian guy. Scusi. Yeah, that was I saw that, that part. That that funny. part's kind of funny, yeah. So there's lots of boobs. Oh, there is. There is nudity lots in that, of huh? Boobs. 
Speaking of boobs, nice yes. segue. <laughs> you noticed my boobs. Uh, Komen struggles to defuse Planned Parenthood crisis. Oh. Yeah. I, I feel we would be doing our listeners a disservice if we didn't yeah. really talk about this. Uh, the world's leading breast cancer charity, the Susan G. Komen for the Cure, struggled on Thursday to defuse a growing crisis over its decision to cut funding for Planned Parenthood, which provides abortion and birth control services. It also provides a whole shitload of other yeah. services for women. So, yeah. Duh. The sudden, well, that's probably to get you ready for what it's going to say. Okay. The sudden rift between the top two top U.S. women's health advocacy groups triggered a furious debate on social media sites between its supporters and opponents of abortion rights. This is from Reuters.com. Yeah. So I imagine this would be a little yeah, equal to both even. sides, yeah. right? Reuters is usually pretty good. Uh, Democratic lawmakers call on, called on Komen to reconsider its move as the organization was thrust into center of an intractable dispute that some say will hamper its work for years to come. New York City Mayor Michael Bloomberg, had you heard this one, no. pledged his own money to help Planned Parenthood recoup the lost funds. And he said he would match wow. donations, if I, if I remember correctly. Planned Parenthood received about $700,000 annually from Komen to provide poor women with breast cancer screenings, education, and access to affordable mammograms. As the outcry intensified, Komen founder Nancy Brinker told, took to national television and the Internet to deny the charity's decision was the result of lobbying from anti-abortion groups. I call bullshit on that. Yeah, me too. We will never bow to political pressure, she said in a video posted on the Komen website. The scurrilous accusations being hurled at this organization are profoundly hurtful to so many of us, said Brinker. Don't try with the sympathy shit. Who founded the group following her sister's death in 1980 of breast cancer. More importantly, they are a dangerous distraction from the work that still remains to be done in ridding the world of breast cancer. But philanthropy experts say it will be difficult for Coma to convince people it wasn't playing politics. You know how you know how it's easy to convince people you weren't playing politics. Don't play politics. Just fucking fix it. Yeah, just say uh, you know never mind. Yeah, sorry. We Is thought it was a good idea, but yeah. uh, we fucked up. Well, they said it was something about you know they don't give money to organizations that are under investigation. And Planned Parenthood is under "quote unquote" investigation That's by Congress. Such bullshit. Of course, it's bullshit. And, uh, I dropped a cap to my water. Fuck it. Um, let's see. There's a long term. Oh, I don't need it. That's all right. Thank you. Uh, there's a long term weakening in the Susan G. Komen brand from this decision, said Melissa Berman, chief executive of nonprofit Rockefeller Philanthropy Adver- Advisors, which counsels wealthy donors who give more than two hundred million a year. <clears throat> we would see donors reluctant to be involved with a charity whose decision making gets influenced by short term pressures and politics because you would always wonder who is really in charge. Well, yeah. Yeah. The Komen Foundation, known for its pink ribbon symbol and race for the cure fundraisers, has collected more than one point nine billion for breast cancer research and programs. It has affiliates in more than a hundred US cities and fifty countries. Komen said its decision reflects a more a move to eliminate duplicate grants and lighten eligibility rules. That, that includes barring money to groups under investigation by authorities. Planned Parenthood is the subject of a probe by U.S. Representative Cliff, Cliff Stearns, a Florida Republican who opposes abortion. You know what, though? You've got to look at the investigation and see well, if it has any merit. Exactly. Oh, what, Republicans investigating a company because of abortion? Kel yeah. Surprise. Write that off. Because then they could just they could just constantly be under investigation. Yeah, exactly. 
On Facebook and Twitter, Americans expressed anger that a widely supported cancer charity appeared to have taken sides in the polarizing debate. Susan Komen would not give in to bullies or fear. Too bad the foundation bearing her name did. Writer Judy Bloom, wow, known for her books on girls growing up, <laughs> said Are you via there, Twitter. Komen Foundation, it's me. Reason. Judy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if she was on Twitter. Uh, Democrats in the U.S. Senate urged Coleman to reconsider. It would be tragic if any woman, let alone thousands of women, lost access to these potentially life-saving screenings because of a politically motivated attack. More than 20 U.S. Democratic senators said in a letter to be sent later on Thursday. Activists on both sides of the abortion debate cited evidence of a political shift within Coleman. Abortion rights activists saw it as a part of a turn toward the right Brinker served as an ambassador to Hungary under President George W. Bush. In 2011, she appointed Republican Karen Handel to a senior policy position within the foundation. And I don't think politics comes into it. I mean, you're a woman. Shouldn't your health be your major concern? Yeah. Just just a crazy fucking right. thought. Handel, a former Georgia Secretary of State, ran unsuccessfully for state governor in 2010 on a platform that called for defunding Planned Parenthood. Oh, yeah, no shit. Yeah. Oh, this is the first time I'm reading this, by the way. <laughs> Brinker is, <clears throat> quote, overseeing a fundamental trans- transformation of our organization. It has become a political organization. It is no longer an organization whose mission is to advance women's health, said Terry O'Neill, president of the National Organization for Women. That's that's too bad that yeah. this is, that the, basically they're done, as far as I can tell. It this this should up. fucking end it. That one point nine billion should drop down to nine million a year. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens to fundraising efforts in the future. Uh let's see. Janine Monahan of the Conservative Christian Group Family Fucking Research Council. I hate those guys. <laughs> described some of the pressure Coleman faced. Groups don't even know there was a formal relationship between Planned Parenthood and Coleman until the last few years. And Coleman got a lot of negative feedback about that from people who are right to life. Anti-choice, basically. About 15,000 anti-abortion activists sent emails to Komen in support of its decision, FRC said. There were signs of dissent within Komen's ranks. Media reports said the Komen Foundation's top public health officials, Molly Williams, had resigned after the decision was made in December. Williams declined to comment on her exit because of a confidentiality agreement with Komen. If she, if she resigned over integrity, then I'm all for it. Yeah. Good for her. The divide between these two very important organizations saddens me, she said in an email. I am hopeful their passionate and courageous leaders can swiftly resolve this conflict in a manner that benefits the women they both serve. The Bloomberg Pledge. Planned Parenthood already barred from using federal funds to provide abortions, which like, is 1% or right. half a percent of what they do anyway, has seen the U.S. tax dollars it still receives for family aid to poor women come under intensifying Republican scrutiny in Congress. Another reason why I hate the Republican Party now. The Republican Party back in the 80s was a lot less threatening. I yeah. mean, they, they weren't they weren't good for the middle class, but... No, but I mean, now it's just... You could reason with, with other Republicans. Assholes. And, and Republicans could reason with Democrats. Yeah. Now it's just a fucking impossible. Politics have no place... Oh, wait, there's... I've seen the U.S. text all over. Oh, yeah. Politics have no place in healthcare. Breast cancer screenings save lives, and hundreds of thousands of women rely on Planned Parenthood for access to care, Bloomberg said in a statement, pledging $250,000 to the group. Of his own money, by the way. That's awesome. 
Planned Parenthood has also come under attack from lawmakers in several states over the past year, including North Carolina, fucking surprise, Indiana, and Kansas, who have attempted to block state funding. In Kansas, some local prosecutors are pressing criminal charges against Planned Parenthood, alleging it failed to maintain paperwork related to the abortions it provided. You know what? You can't make shit up. You can't make rules up after the fact and expect them to comply with it. Yeah, it's just one more example of, hey, let's spend a lot of time on this because this is important. Yeah, I hate this. You know, you know, you know, I I hate, absolutely hate, and will always judge. And I found out I found myself doing this the other day. Parents that smoke around their children. Yeah. Have, having smoked for fourteen or fifteen years, any parent that I see smoking near near a kid that's less than fourteen years old. Yeah. I think is the biggest fucking moron I have ever seen. Yeah. Because secondhand smoke, you're breathing it in. Yeah, it definitely, minus. and not even secondhand, but the stuff that just wafts off the cigar or pipe yeah. or cigarette or whatever. I mean, it makes me sick walking by. What's it doing to that baby? Yeah. But I'm not going to go out and write a fucking law about it. Right. Anyway. Sorry if you do that around your kids and you listen to the show. Just don't let me see you and I won't judge you. <laughs> That's fair, right? Yeah. I'm sure I do stupid shit too. You know, instead of going out and buying little ballerina nighties for my girls to wear, I bought them fucking Batman pajamas. Yeah. They they won't wear them right now, which is <laughs> pissing me off. And Ripley keeps saying she doesn't want to go see Star Wars. So Nova's like, yeah, let's go. Whatever. She'll go. Are there times yet? I haven't seen times. Yeah, I think there are, but there are no solid anything for what's going on at that theater. Yeah, I'm not going to go do that. I'm just going to go on Friday. Ah, I think we'll do Friday, too. Um, Let's see. In Kansas, a bunch of dummies said some stuff. Brinker told Cable TV News Network, MSNBC, the Planned Parenthood had lost funding partly because existing programs did not meet Komen's new standards. She did not elaborate. But there appears to be little that Komen officials could say to dispel the disappointment of many supporters they're the march they're the walk they're the pink yogurt lid most people when they say breast cancer they think race for the cure or Komen, said cindy pearson executive director of the advocacy group national women's health network Komen now has to put itself into a place where they're no longer looked at as the administrator for our shared dreams and hopes hmm yeah, they're going to catch a lot of shit. The first message here is Komen has disabled its message boards this evening after receiving more than 20,000 posts, the majority of which were expressing disappointment with Komen's decision to defund Planned Parenthood. They, they deleted an alarming number of messages and posters who respectfully voiced our concerns, yet allowed more than 100 verbally abusive comments to remain despite being reported to the moderator. They're done. I mean, that's, that's I the first they're thing. Di- they're going to definitely take a hit. There's well, going to be a lot of PR the first thing Stuff, that happens yeah. is is, is um, when when you're trying to to do um, um, that kind of of save a sinking ship kind of thing. Yeah, is you're going to um, delete out the stuff that doesn't help you. Right. But what you got to do is just shut it all down. You have to be fair to everybody. You yeah. can't leave all the fucking douchebag comments up. Uh, they've lost. All credibility in my book, which is sad because I have girls, you have girls. Yes, I do. You know, it, it would be a very helpful thing. And I'm going to find the um, the post here so I can read the comments from it. Um, crap. 
I'm not going to be able to find Yeah, but you can imagine. I mean, you know what they're going to say. I, I don't think you're going to find anybody supporting Coleman in this decision. No, there will be. There will be. It'll be the... Not, the, on, our, the, not on our page. No, 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 no. Uh, Angie actually had posted a couple things that I'm trying to find. She she had a good comment, and I don't want to paraphrase it. Um, ah, okay, good. It was... Um, I had posted it on my wall so that I wouldn't lose it. Um, let's see, Jay said he's enraged over this. Why are they caving to the mentally ill? <laughs> <laughs> and Angie said, Coleman has had right-wing ties for a long time stemming back to its founder, which we just found out. Yeah. I, I had no idea. They are pros at marketing their cause, but all the money they use for that marketing could be used to further research. Pinkwashing is something I have a huge problem with, especially when some of those pink ribbons are on products containing cancer-causing agents. Yvonne was a huge offender in this regard. Like what? I don't know. I, I want to ask okay. her to, to write in and elaborate yeah. on this for us um, because... All I know, honestly, is the is is the ribbon, and a lot of people do a lot of things for them. Yeah, and they put a lot of faith in those people to do the right thing. And basically, what 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 it seems, and I'll get I'll finish reading what she says in a second. But what it seems to me by by taking away these hundred thousand screenings or hundred and two hundred thousand screenings that they did for women a year, yeah. how many people are going to die? Yeah, exactly. They've 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 committed people to death because of political ideology. Yeah, I- ideology. Is that the word I'm looking for? Ideology. Ideology. Idolatry. <laughs> <laughs> or the Dollar hey, Tree. I'm lucky. I'm reading shit out loud, and it's making sense right now. The Dollar Tree stores. Um, Avon was a huge offender in this regard. Back to Angie's comments. I refuse to spend money on anything with a pink ribbon unless it's my only option. For some reason, if that sounds crass, sue me. I'm not going. Uh, oh, I'm going to Peoria this weekend to see my boyfriend. And for those who don't know, that's the birthplace of Susan Komen. Yeesh. Good luck. I'm usually stoked to go, but this time I'm absolutely dreading it. I hope I don't have to deal with too many idiots since Komen is huge there for obvious reasons. Well, write in and let us know how yeah. everything went. Uh, thanks for the uh, Jay said again. Thanks for the info. As I've only watched the bullshit episode regarding Komen. Oh, I need to find that. We'll actively avoid now, and we'll donate straight to Planned Parenthood. Hey, everybody. It is Friday morning right now. Um, let's see, about 11.30 Eastern Standard Time. And uh, before I get ready for work, because I'm going in at 3 to do the uh, night shift, thought I would check some stuff out before I got the show ready. You know, make sure we stay topical for the uh, episode and everything. And I found this as an update to um, the Komen story that we did. So I'm just going to read this real quick so that we don't sound like we're totally out of touch with everything and uh, whatever. So it says, Komen apologizes, pledges to continue Planned Parenthood grants. Komen for the Cure just released the following statement. And this was at 8.22 a.m. I was still asleep. It was wonderful. Uh, from Nancy Brinker and the Susan G. Komen Board of Directors. We want to apologize to the American public for recent decisions that cast doubt upon our commitment to our mission of saving women's lives. The events this week have been deeply unsettling for our supporters, partners, and friends, and all of us at Susan G. Komen. We have been distressed at the presumption that the changes made to our funding criteria were done for political reasons, or to specifically penalize Planned Parenthood. 
They were not. Well, you know how to prove it. Our original desire was to fulfill our fiduciary duty to our donors by not funding grant applications made by organizations under investigation. We will amend these criteria to make clear that disqualifying investigations must be criminal and conclusive in nature and not political. That is what is right and fair. Our only goal for our granting process is to support women and families in the fight against breast cancer. Amending our criteria will ensure that politics has no place in our grant process. We will continue to fund existing grants, including those of Planned Parenthood, and preserve their eligibility to apply for future grants. While maintaining, sorry, while maintaining the ability of our affiliates to make funding decisions that meet the need of their needs of their communities. It is our hope and we believe it is time for everyone involved to pause, slow down and reflect on how grants can most effectively and directly be administered without controversies that hurt the cause of women. Well, you you need to actually do that cuz you're the one that caused all of that. We urge everyone who has participated in this conversation across the country over the last few days to help us move past the issue. Basically, uh, guys, we changed our minds, so shut the fuck up. We do not want our mission marred or affected by politics, anyone's politics, especially the people that run the company. So it's they, they, they have decided to fund Planned Parenthood, which is good because that will save women's lives. And... Men, men get breast cancer too. Uh, I'm happy to see this. That's good. This is kind of a dickish apology in a way at the end here. Um, Help us move past this issue. Basically, we don't want our company to be spoken of poorly. We we raise $1.9 billion a year. The people that work for us, um, I would assume, uh, do relatively well. And we want to continue to do relatively well. That's the we do not want our mission marred or affected by politics. Like, like they figured people wouldn't notice this shit's going on. Anyway, regardless of how they apologize. It's like it never happened, except we will remember that it did. Anyway, back to the regular show. Um, on the lighter side of things, you have your glasses on, right? Uh-huh. If Fox News was around yeah, in the nineteen sixties, we have a, a picture of uh, police with with um, German shepherds, and it says, "Breaking: Birmingham, Alabama, Negroes attack police, demanding special rates and treatment." I like this. If Fox News was around, yeah, type stuff because it really that's funny. It puts oh oh. Did you see this thing? This picture that I put up from YouTube. I took a screen cap. Okay. It's the top of it says South Park Matt Stone on problems with the MPAA at the Poly Center in 2000, yeah. right? So I'm like, oh, okay, I want to see, you know, because they have, they, they talk very straightforward about right. that kind of thing. So you can't really see it too well here. You got to have a bigger monitor for it. Um, there's a, an ad for Ron Paul. Can you see? It says advertisement there. Now, it's a, two, it's a three and a half minute video that I want to watch. It's a 13-minute Ron Paul ad before my fucking South Park sh- uh, fucking clip. 13 minutes. That's bullshit. And, and sure, you can skip the ad. But still. 13 minutes. 
<laughs> they only allowed 10 minutes. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So what do you think of this whole this whole thing? It's just a bunch of bullshit, isn't it? Yeah. Ah, fucking pisses me off. Why are some of those things highlighted? Is that a new thing? Where? Here? Oh, no. Oh, wow. That's weird. Because if you look at it a little to the side, those things oh. look beige. Huh. I had, I had highlighted a couple other things. Oh. Oh. Rick Santorum. To sick child. If you can pay for an iPad, you can pay for your drugs. What? Why would you say that to a sick child? Republicans are often criticized for not caring about those less fortunate, even though they run on a platform of being moral with family values. Conservatives slam the Affordable Health Care Act, or as they call it, Obamacare, but majority of the conservative voters actually benefit from it. At a recent campaign stop in Colorado, presidential hopeful and conservative favorite Rick Santorum spoke to a mother with a sick child about the rising cost of his medical expenses. Rick Santorum said, People have no problem paying $900 for an iPad, but paying $900 for a drug they have a pro- they 900 uh, this this is weird cuz there's not great punctuation. But paying $900 for a drug they have a problem with. The mother of the child responded that her son had a very rare genetic disorder where the drug costs reach over $1 million a year. That's fucking right. bullshit. Not that I don't believe it. I think that price is ish, crazy. Santorum showed little to no remorse and actually defended the drug companies. Well, surprise, he's got to defend his people. Well, exactly. What What is the quote? The bottom line is we have to give companies the incentive to make those drugs. If they don't have the incentive to make those drugs, your son won't be alive. What the fuck? As the mother looked on, Santorum continued. He's alive today because drug companies provide care. And if they didn't think they could make money providing that drug, that drug wouldn't be here. I sympathize with these compassionate cases. So while claiming to be the party of compassionate conservatives, Rick Santorum reinforces the stereotype that Republicans will defend big business and profit over what's good for the American people. The term pro-life and Republican don't seem like they should really be put together. As a sick mother struggles to pay the bills to keep her son alive, Rick Santorum and the Republican Party are more interested in if the drug companies will make a bigger profit. I just... Can you believe he said that shit out loud? Well, then there was Romney's thing about he's not too concerned about the poor. Yeah, they have a net in place. I I I wasn't even going to bring that one up because like everybody's beating that fucking horse to death. But but you know what? <clears throat> it's it's getting to the point where like it's like everybody running for president on the like like Santorum and Romney. Do you know who they remind me of? They remind me of the character that Stephen Colbert plays. Yeah. R- really. It's yeah. just like there's such cliches. It's just like, are, are you kidding me? Do you think those guys watch the Colbert Report and see it the opposite of how we see it? No, I I, I don't know. And like that's okay to say because he said it? I just, I, I don't I know. I don't understand where this. They're just, this election's over already. Obama's going to win. Yeah. Let's just get it over with. Just, it's done. Okay? The Republicans have got nobody. And I really think that the... Like the the Republicans' powers that be, whoever the fuck that might be, because yeah. you know what, the Republican nominee should be in a leadership position within mm-hmm. the party. Okay. Well, think, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Or like kind of like high up. This is the one that the party is saying, hey, you know what? Like senator we want to send you. Or you know governor, what? right? Yeah. yeah. We're going to like – we want you to go. We think you're the guy. That you are the best of what we you're have. You're the best yeah. of what we have. You're the best on our team. You go. And that, that Bush right? was Bush was the governor of, of Texas at the right. time, but, wasn't but, he? Yeah, but and, no, I think and, he had been done, but – well, he wasn't a great one, but 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 it's uh, like Obama like, was a senator, yeah. and Clinton was a governor. governor. But it's the party saying, "Hey, you know what? Go for it." Yeah, you know. Yeah, and um, <laughs> and the Republicans now they just seem to be like. I mean, do you really think that Romney is is considered like like hey the cream terrified. of the crop? They're terrified that he's going to get have, it. He, but, but you know what they and but, but no, they want no, but, they but want I think Newt they, to get it. It's like oh my god! But you know what? Really? Though, all of them though, all of them are I think are just sort of sacrificial because they know yeah. they know that no, nobody they have right now is going to beat Obama. You know what's okay? going to happen? You know what? This is this is what I think is really going to happen. They're going to run all of these dipshits. You know that's why Ron Paul is still in the race. They're they're allowing him to do it because you know that there's. They, they talk with everybody. Ron that there's Paul's a, not going to do anything. There's a power structure and, and right. there's a hierarchy and stuff. And they're like, you know what? You can do this this time. You, you No fucking chance yeah. you're going to win. Rick Santorum, you're going to make our guy look even better, whatever. And then after all of this shit, after Obama gets his second term, I don't know who the Democrats are going to run. But it, the Republicans. It, it'll be. It, no, oh, I mean, after, 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 after Obama's okay. second term. Yeah. It'll be Hillary. Yeah. I could see that. They're going to run Huntsman. Yeah. I actually kind of like him. I don't know too much. For a Republican, he's he's moderate as far as I can tell. He's he seems reasonable yeah. and he doesn't spell bible quotes all the time and the, and stuff. But the 2012 race is 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 done. It's kind of like, yeah, all right, why you go. Whatever. Yeah, okay. Just just don't bother us. You're gonna have your chance. Yeah. Just your, your chance. Just just go. That's why Newt saying you know? Sarah Palin's gonna have a an expansive you know, role or whatever it, it, in his administration. It, it, it's like when the grown ups are you know busy doing something and the kid you wants know. to watch TV. It's, yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, you know the grown ups are doing something and they're they're telling Romney. Yeah, yeah, okay, go ahead. Yeah, go, exactly. So he's running around playing Grand Theft Auto. Ron will let you just... do it now and then shut the fuck up and yeah. just go away because that'll be it. That'll be it. Romney's you don't think gonna... Romney would run again? I don't think Romney will run again. He's going to get the nomination. This will be his shot. Mm. And then the party will go. But he's young enough where he could run again. But they'll say, you know what? You you, you had your chance. It'll be, it'll be, mm. it, it won't work. It won't do anything. Yeah, but how many times has Newt run? He's never gotten the nomination. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. You know, if Romney gets never the nomination. Will. No, he won't. If Romney gets the nomination, that'll be it. That'll be his shot. And then yeah. it'll be done. Well, I mean, it's really easy to beat Romney. Real easy to beat him. Hey, I never, I never took over companies and then fired everybody. Yeah, he doesn't know. He's, he's, he's not going to win. But, I don't. But I, the Republicans I, now are yeah. gearing up for 2016 when they have to go against Hillary. And yeah. I will be super duper surprised if she doesn't run, because quite frankly, I don't. I can't really think about who else the Democrats. I heard. I heard she's she's not going to take. She's not going to keep her position this time around. That could be fine. There's there's rumors that Biden isn't going to be his running mate this time around, and Hillary will. That's why she's not going to be Secretary of State. That could be interesting. I you know what? In a heartbeat, there's not even a hesitation at that point. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. Yeah. 
and then that then you just step right into it. Yeah. Because I was thinking more, you know, I, I named the two two Democrat dudes that had jobs before in the government, but um, George Bush Senior was obviously vice president. Yeah. When he was elected president, so I just wanted to throw that one in there. And the thing is, with Romney, he has no idea, no idea. He, I used to think this out of touch thing was just like, just a phrase being thrown around. But I don't think he really sees the world that nor- the way normal people did you, do. Did you see the picture? There's a picture of him like on like a tarmac or something like that, like out like near an airplane, and he's getting his shoes shined. Yeah. And then the other picture is you know Obama giving a janitor like little fist bump yeah. or whatever. Yeah. That was pretty funny. I just. I mean, we don't know. You know, Obama could have pushed that dude down a flight of stairs. He could right have after the picture with his there. fist. Yeah. <laughs> One inch punch. <laughs> He could have, but eh, that didn't happen. <laughs> Probably not. But, but yeah, I, I, I really think the Republicans have, are just literally, I think they're just sitting this one out. They're going through the motions. They, yeah, they, there's really nobody. I mean, they, they, there's nobody that they If have. the Republicans were serious, do you think they would have actually let Michelle Bachman run for that long? Because at, at this point, it's they, they, and, can't, they, they can't do the terrorism thing because Obama blew fucking bin laden's head off not to mention right? we're gonna pull out of afghanistan right when right before the fucking election okay so mm. like in terms of job creation and stuff the republicans fine you know what they can come out and say oh obama hasn't done anything but the rest there's of the, charts the rest of the country's wrong but the rest of the country's gonna go well what the fuck have you guys been doing except causing trouble and being assholes well, that's what obama will come out and say he'll say you know what i've we have all these propositions here yeah. And uh, the reason you don't have this stuff is because of these guys. Yeah. And look at GM. Like I saw this on um, uh, Bill Maher's show hmm. um, that like the automobile bailout, like GM is now the world's biggest car company. Again. Hmm. Yeah. You know? Um, oh, yeah. I guess we failed there. Yeah. So like I said, I think Republicans are sitting out 2012, you yeah. know, and, uh, you know, Unless Reverend There's, Scott gets his campaign going, um, <laughs> the only one who can give Obama a run for his money is us. Yeah. So. Yeah. We, um, we got to get on that. So I think Obama's pretty safe. I think he is. I think he is because he's got religion on his side. and People still vote for that. Oh, good God. Speaking of which, we've been nothing but great fucking segues this week. Nice, huh? Pastor orders his flock to beat gay couple arriving at church. I just... I- this is from October, and we didn't talk about it, but it's been popping up a lot more online. Um, Hot, like, no really? one, yeah, no one would be surprised to learn that there are right wing Christians in this country who disapprove of homosexuality. Go <gasps> beat them faggots up. Oh, pretty much. Okay, preacher. How do you know it's in the South? Oh, come on. Where is it? I guarantee. All right, you know what? I'm gonna name. I'm gonna list. Uh, I'll, g- give, I'll me give, you th- okay, give me I'll five. Okay, five. I'll give you five. Okay. I'll tell I'm you. If say, you, I'll tell you if you get it. I'm gonna say. Um, I want to go. And don't, don't don't just don't stop. Let me just let me go through my five. Oh, okay. Let me okay. go. Mississippi, South Carolina, Kentucky, Alabama. Uh, Arkansas. Oh, Is it one of those? You were close with one of them. Tennessee. 
Ah, uh, you know, I was <laughs> on the fence between those two because they're basically the same. Thing. Here is here's this is the story that you're just going to lose your shit on. I think when I get to the second, you mean, you mean it's better than the headline? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, it kind of it kind of it, it helps, but the it's 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 a it's a yeah. No one would be surprised to learn that they are right-wing Christians in this country who disapprove of homosexuality. Neither would it come as a surprise that in rural parts of this country, Christianity and homosexuality, homosexuality, when brought together, can create a highly combustible mix. Okay. But who would imagine the hate and rage that would motivate a pastor to instruct deacons and members of his congregation? Now, this is a terribly, terribly grave and disturbing story. And the fact that you are about to laugh your ass off is no indication of the severity no, of crimes me. that were this committed is, in this, this story. <laughs> Grace Fellowship Church in Fruitland, Tennessee. <laughs> Who writes this shit? This is fucking awesome. This is life. <sighs> to physically attack a couple arriving... In the church parking lot last <laughs> Wednesday. Fruitland. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't you just asking for trouble? Uh, That's awesome. Uh. <laughs> the fact that one of the gay men attacked happened to be the pastor's own son. Oh, no, that's oh. fucked up. Jerry Pittman Jr., no doubt, contributed to Pittman Sr.'s noxious edict. According to Pittman Jr., after hearing his dad yell, sick him. What? Yeah, like a dog. My uncle and two other deacons came over to the car per my dad's request. My uncle smashed, smashed me in the door as the other deacon knocked my boyfriend back so he couldn't help me, punching him in the face and his chest. The other deacon came and hit me through my car window in my back. Shit gets more fucked up, by the way. How, you ask, right? The attackers also verbally assaulted the couple continually with anti-gay verbiage, which continued even after a sheriff's deputy arrived on the scene. Bystanders and other congregants made no effort to stop the assault. For that matter, neither did the deputy sheriff. Like, really? Once the barrage of punches ended, the deputy refused to let the two victims press charges. Jerry Pittman Jr. and his boyfriend, Dustin Lee, have since filed charges against two of the men who beat them, as well as Pastor Jerry Pittman. A hearing has been scheduled in Gibson County Court for Tuesday, October 4th. It's times like this when I wish I was a lawyer. One can't help but wonder if Pastor Pittman really thinks Jesus would back him up on this assault. I'm sorry, but this there are very few times in your life where I think revenge is the best way to go, but holy shit, that oh, would... Dude. That you just grab a fucking pipe wrench. That is, like, really? Yeah, that's fucked up, huh? Yeah. God does not exist, comment, ends badly for Indonesia, man. (laughs) An Indonesian civil servant who posted God does not exist on his Facebook page has been taken into police custody for his own protection after he was badly beaten. The man identified as Alexander now faces the prospect of losing his job or even being jailed if he fails to repent and accept one of six official state religions. <laughs> it you doesn't matter which one. You got a list here. Just pick one. Exactly. No substitutions. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Bad Chinese food joke. I'm really hungry. <laughs> 
Blasphemy carries a maximum sentence of five years in jail. I would never leave jail. <laughs> I would be the king of jail. <laughs> Local media reported that when Alexander arrived at work in the uh, development planning board uh, on Wednesday, a group of men also understood to compromise government officials attacked and beat him before police arrived and took him into protective custody. The police chief, um, Aziz, told the Jakarta Globe that Alexander's moderated a Facebook account titled um, basically uh, Manang Atheists and had written an update that God does not exist. Uh, Charul, who uh, is Aziz, um, said the, 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 um, the, the police guy there, said, said that he could not confirm the reports that Alexander was attacked but say that he had, ta- had been taken into protective custody to anticipate Anarchy, I guess, to protect him from anticipated anarchy. Beside, he is also afraid of being intimidated or hurt. Alexander was quoted by um, the news people saying that he did not believe in God because of the amount of crimes and disasters. If God indeed exists, why do bad things happen? He was quoted as saying, there should be only good things if God is merciful. Alexander said he was born a Muslim but ceased religious activities in 2008. Well, he's lucky they didn't cut his head off. You know, religion of peace and all. He'll be killed in jail. By the Muslims. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I have no idea what the problem is. When I arrived at the office, a mob came and beat me and took me to the police. Aziz said police would wait for a recommendation from the West Sumatra Coordinating Agency to supervise religion and beliefs. Wow, that's a real place as well as the Ministry of Religious Affairs. They have two different departments that are looking into this based all around religion before deciding on further action against Alexander. If they consider what he did was blasphemy, we will charge him. Um, The head of the West Sumatra chapter of the Council of Umiya told local media that if he refused to repent, Alexander should lose his job. I want him to be fired. (sighs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) <laughs> oh. Still say that a oh, lot. Popsicle <laughs> stick. Um. Hey, just while it entered my head, did you watch yeah. Thirty Rock last week? Um, the two episodes. I think I did. I think I saw them both. What I love about this show, mm. all right, and it's been really, really good lately. Well, I've I've changed my view on it because after listening to Tina Fey's book, um, and she she fully admits that the show is just fucking whack job writing yeah like not in a bad way but just like they try to make uh like they try to do a park and recreation type episode but then it turns into kelsey Grammer dressed up as abraham lincoln yeah and uh, okay if that's if you know that and you know your show is taking that direction i will go along yeah, no, the ride. i think it i think it's so great i have a different opinion of the show now than it's i did like a year so ago surreal it I is love it. it really is um there was this one line, and what I loved about it is that it wasn't played like a joke. It was just, it was just sort of glossed, almost glossed over. Okay, which which episode was it? I which? don't remember which one it was, but it was the one where I think it was the second one where <laughs> Liz is breaking up with the boyfriend. Okay, and Jack is right there. And he goes on, the, the boyfriend goes on this little rant about how he's going to have to leave and he's going to have to give up his dream and he's going to have to, he's going to have to go sleep on the floor of his uncle's mattress factory. And he's just <laughs> going down this whole big thing. Yeah. And it was fucking awesome because 
that's really fucking funny. That is. You know? And it, again, it wasn't I don't think played. I caught that. It wasn't exactly. And that's what's great about it. It's like it was played as it wasn't said like a punchline. Yeah. There was other stuff after it. There was not that like there was not a pause. It wasn't played like a punchline. Right, right. You know, right. it was And that takes that takes some good timing. Exactly. To pull There's off. a lot yeah. of timing and it's great writing and great acting and it was just fantastic. From Cyclops of all people. I know. Weird. Um the other thing I liked in that show, and I actually took a quote from it and put it on Facebook. It was a Tracy Jordan line from a couple of weeks ago where he's just um he said, when I offended all those, I think it was like all those procrastinators that took forever to clear up. Oh, no, no. He was talking, wasn't he talking about stubborn people? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I offended yeah. all those stubborn people, it took forever to yeah. clear that up. <laughs> I liked um, I liked Liz Lemon's um, personal vision of herself. Oh, yeah, when she met her friend. No, like when, no, it was like the ghost version of her with Jack because she was talking to the boyfriend in Jack's office. And Jack oh, was yeah. there, and she it was, was ghost like, Jack. Well, how is she, she dressed? She was dressed like as a princess with a right. lightsaber. She had a lightsaber, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, that's how you see yourself. That's awesome, though. That's pretty funny. Yeah, it was It was really, really good. All right, anyway. one more. One more, and then we'll... Uh... Well, we do have a like, lot of feedback, and I think that this one's going to have a lot of discussion. So Yeah. Yeah. Probably one more quick. Karen Santorum, gays vilify my husband. <laughs> vilify was on my word of day calendar. Republican presidential candidate Rick Santorum's wife Karen on Monday, and this is uh, this is from January sixteenth. Uh, accused the gay community of vilifying her husband at an event with mothers in South Carolina. Of course, a woman <clears throat> who said her son was gay told the candidate. She felt guilty for supporting him due to his opposition to gay rights. Then don't fucking support him. Family first. Your own self-interests above the interest of the party. Right. Right? How fucking tough is that? I still have the sense of guilt because his friends react to what they hear. The woman explained, help me. How do I deal with that? Because I wasn't sure because I went on the Google... (laughs) And I Googled Santorum. And I Googled Santorum, and that is just disgusting. And holy shit. Actually, it's not the top top thing anymore since he's running for president. Oh, really? It's the second one. <laughs> Karen Santorum spoke up in defense of her husband. As Rick's wife, I have known him and loved him for 23 years, she said. I think it's very sad what the gay activists have done out there. They vilify him. It is so wrong. He loves them. <laughs> not, not No, no, no he doesn't. <laughs> no, no homo. You're wrong. <laughs> oh. What he has simply said is marriage shouldn't happen. He's just, he likes them. He just doesn't think they're people. They just shouldn't have any rights at all. Exactly. As far as hating, it's very unfortunate that has happened, Karen Santorum added. A lot of it is backyard bullying, where people will come up to us and they'll say something, and we'll ask them to give us an example, and they can't even provide one example as to why they took the position they took. How about because Rick Santorum equated it to fucking dogs? Yeah. Which is so different from, from what? Gay sex. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say something <laughs> funny. I did. Oh, Fucking I'm... dogs is different. After Santorum. <laughs> I... I just gave that one to Scott, didn't I? Yes. yes I After did. Santorum compared homosexuality, homosexuality to man on child, man on dog, or whatever the case may be what in about an interview. child on dog sex? Is that okay because neither of them vote? Well, as long as they're both underage, isn't that statutory rape? Well, it depends on how old the dog is. Right. I well, mean, because 
that whole seven. You'd have to be under 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 three. Yeah. I would imagine. But then that's a child dog. So isn't that like child on child? I don't understand. Bestiality it's, it's, kind it's, of thing. There's too many. It's like time travel. There's too many variables. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and then, let's see. Gay activist Dan Savage <laughs> created the website. Blah, blah, blah. But the dog turned to my son and said, fuck me if you want to live. Oh. <laughs> you don't fall for that. You have to have him, the dog prove he's a cyborg. <sighs> All right. So enough of that. I just thought that was funny. Oh, the gays hate my husband. Well, yeah. There's a good reason. Because your husband is hateable, so hateable. And um, Romney got glitter bombed. Oh, really? Yeah, that was pretty funny. Uh, the Coleman founder says the responses we are getting are very, very favorable. Oh, yeah? Bullshit. I always scroll down to the comments first to see what people say. <laughs> anyway. Um, All right, let's read some of this well, shit. Well, let's, let's, let's do that last break, and then... Um, We'll come back and we'll do all feedback. All right, we'll be back. Ooh. Get it, go, go, leave it, get it on the track. Get it, get it, catch it. Ken Forey, just want to tell you about Mail Order Zombie. Great company. They review zombie films, any zombie film, every zombie film, and it's uh, something you should tune into. So if you get a chance, go to the website, look these guys up, Mail Order Zombie, and find out what the hot zombie films are today. What's going on? These guys are right on the the cutting edge of of reviewing zombie movies. And if you're a zombie, or you want to be a zombie, or you're thinking about being a zombie, or your mom's a zombie, your dad's a zombie, your damn mother-in-law's a zombie, tune in to Mill Harbor Zombie, baby. You'll find out what's going on. Ken Forey, and that's out. GGTMC Live for you. Fresh yeah. Big Willie and the Samurai are at your service, breaking films down and turning them around, giving recommendations that are always on point. Visit ggtmc.com for more information. The Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema, bringing class to the trash since 1977. 
The Inside Outcast podcast features the dark track of the week. One song selected from the dark underground. From ethereal and gothic rock to industrial and future pop. Dark track of the week. Just one more reason to listen to the podcast where geek meets golf. So we got some uh, we got some emails here. This one is from Rich. It's called General Feedback. Hi guys, good New Year's to all. Good last few shows too. Nice. Don't worry if you meander a bit into your kids in school. That stuff is useful for those of us who may be starting down that track ourselves soon. Oh, good. Um, I was a little worried that we had gone way too far off track, but uh, it's our show. We can talk about whatever we want. Yeah, but um, we like to maintain the listeners. I've had a few similar experiences to Chris with regard to whether or not to go back to a place where things ended badly. Mm. Mine might be a bit more extreme as I wasn't fired, but was, quote, let go uh, because uh, when my dad died. Mm. Um, He was a local councilman and lobbied to get an arts theater built and eventually got an amphitheater built. And they ran concerts all summer long and had fairs and carnivals on the grounds, etc. It was a nice place. And as the son of the guy of the guy who was in charge, I had the run of the place. It was nice to see the place develop. And when I was old enough, I did start working there doing odd jobs and eventually handling some of the spotlights for the concerts. It was fun. Nice. Then Dad croaked and it was all over. I've been back twice since. Both times it was uncomfortable. This Mm. kind of thing is a judgment call. For you, Chris, I'd say no worries and go back. Take the kids, show them a good time. And if that woman crosses your path, nothing makes such miserable people more miserable than seeing how happy other people are smile let her know how wonderful your life is now vengeance is yours yeah i tried to get business cards made up for work i don't know if i rank high enough in the in the company to get them i mean chief projectionist of the yeah the only dome in new england whatever um so we'll see i i haven't followed up on it but i I figured i would just accidentally drop one (laughs) it's like hey yeah you run a multiplex but i'm at the museum of science bitch 
Tom Hockey Guy not going to the White House, I have to sort of agree on. I see where you guys are coming from, but I have one major issue, which at least trumps that motivation in my case. I have no respect for the office. In fact, I have nothing but loathing for most every elected official, even Ron Paul. Fuck him. (laughs) No. Um, I'd vote for him if given the chance, but he's still a politician, which means he's got to have some slime on him somehow. (laughs) That's a good point. No, the Republicans have the slime on them. I forget keeping the, it in a filing cabinet somewhere just in case they need it. I forget the movie quote. I forget the movie the quote is from. But to paraphrase, D.C. is a swamp and that traded mosquitoes and malaria for politics. I think our elected officials already think way too highly of themselves. They deserve more than a few snubs, in my opinion. Mm. I guess if I were part of a team that was invited, I'd suck it up and go for the team. If they just invited me for some reason, though, they'd get the finger. Right. Yikes. I, I can see if you if you disagree with with the people or the politics at, at the time and you're invited as an individual, isn't that pretty much what we said? Yeah, yeah, okay. I was trying to remember what we where we where we stood on it. Uh, last thing, I remember on the previous show, Frank was saying just spend the money on things like roads and education. That's a problem with our system, not the solution. If you're going to have a public education system, there needs to be some mirror of consumer accountability, as you would get in the private sector, where people will just spend money. And they'll spend a lot of it on crap that is either ineffective or even counter-effective. The reason private businesses don't take that approach is because there is an ultimate limit on what people want to spend on any given product slash return. Hmm. Um, the same discipline needs to translate somehow in the public sector or no matter how much money they'll spend, they'll still get sh- a shit product because there's no focus and accountability on the value end of the product. You end up paying people to do stupid shit that doesn't help the kids learn. Being an extremist myself, I'd want the whole system privatized with vouchers for people below a certain income level. And all I'd want the state's feds to do is set minimum standards for kids to meet at a certain age levels for reading, writing, and math. Then it's up to the parents to find the most effective means of teaching their kids. The poor can get help to buy their education via system similar to food stamps, then you'd get private companies galore going after those dollars. They already do, in fact. I wish I could find the article, but I recall years ago a guy doing a dollar-for-dollar comparison between your average, quote, well-performing public school and places like Sylvan Learning and other private education options. The return on dollars spent was ridiculously in favor of the private options. Think of it. Religious people could get what they want. Atheists could get what they want. The poor and especially inner city black kids wouldn't be rammed into pseudo prisons anymore, but could have tailored education. Two books I'd highly recommend on the subject if you haven't read them already are Dumbing Us Down and Weapons of Mass Instruction by John Taylor Gatto. He was a New York teacher of the year a few times and resigned because the system wasn't geared to help kids. Mm. He goes into a little history of our education system to explain why it is the way it is today. And it turns out our system was largely based on the Prussian model, which was designed to spit out good little obedient workers who wouldn't question their class status. Yeah. And that's largely what our current school system does, despite the best efforts of well-intentioned teachers. Throwing more money at that system isn't a recipe for success. I was lucky. I lived in an affluent area and got a good education. It sounds like you guys did well, too, in that area. Oh, but there you. are Yeah, thanks. <laughs> but there are lots of people who haven't been so lucky. In fact, they've been royally fucked. My initial career goal was to... I would say too that, that that something to go along with with being lucky and and having a good good school system is from an early age you have to have it instilled in you that learning is good always wanting to learn is a yeah. good thing yeah um, parents yeah well yeah, at least one parent at least yeah. an aunt an uncle a grandmother somebody 
that that gets that that spark to always want to know more. Yeah. So I just wanted to throw that in there too. Because without uh, that, it's like you're just playing Call of Duty all day. Oh, I wish. <laughs> um, I were oh, okay. My initial career goal was to be a teacher, but when I heard the horror stories some of my peers were dealing with, I changed my mind. And when I think of the generations upon generations mm-hmm. of people who have been essentially screwed by the system, which in the U.S. especially includes poor blacks, it makes me feel literally sick. It's mm-hmm. almost as for many blacks, slavery never ended. After the Civil War, they got Jim Crow and Reconstruction, and when the Civil Rights Movement finally got steam behind it. All they got was integration into a system already on a downslope that more and more failed them and simply prepared them for a different form of slavery, one which they would share with their poor white brothers and sisters, corporate slavery. I don't think in good conscience I would ever give the current system more money. I want to kill it and replace it with one that serves the needs of kids and their families. And I think with minimal guidance from the government as to set standards in a few areas, the private market can do the best for most. And with vouchers to help the poor, I think everyone would get what they need. Kind of like setting mileage standards for cars. Who knows how the manufacturers do it, but as long as they meet the target and satisfy the customers. For an interesting online education resource, too, check out Khan Academy. Frank's kids may already be using it. Some kids have incorporated it. Some schools have incorporated it into their curriculums. It's a free, not-for-profit system, and you can even stream it through Rockybox and Apple TV, I think. Kids seem to like mm-hmm. it, too. I've never heard of it, actually. Um, I, I, uh, I don't read any of the emails beforehand, so I don't have yeah. I don't want to overthink responses or anything, but I'm going to have to check that out, yeah. too. Uh, Kim seemed like it, too. Best you and your families, as always, Rich. Well, thank nice. you, Rich. I'm That's glad that, that we can have people of different viewpoints um, yeah. from ours uh, that, that, that listen. I um, I can definitely understand, and, and I can see where he's coming from with, 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 what, with, with, um, with schools. I just... Haven't looked into some of the stuff. I, it's just the cost, all yeah. around. You know, if I don't know, there's, there's there's so many points I want to bring up. Like like with um with the way the system is now, when you go for um financial aid, right? My wife couldn't get financial aid because her parents made just more than yeah. you know the cutoff. Like the cutoff was ridiculously low. Yeah, it's like you can't afford. You know, ten thousand, twenty, thirty thousand dollars a year for school when you're making forty thousand dollars a year. Right. You know, back in nineteen ninety or whatever. But she couldn't get financial aid. She had to move out. Yeah. In or and it's yeah. And it's we, like, are you fucking kidding yeah. me? I don't understand why higher education isn't first of all a third of what it should be or an eighth. Or free, because without the higher education, how are you going to benefit society? Right. I I don't know. There's just this. this that, that could be weeks of conversation. Oh God, yeah. And I, I think I'm a little more prepared with that to talk about it than <laughs> the the economic talk we had before, where I just I struggled to keep up. And I'm not even embarrassed <laughs> to say that because that's that's a compli- huge complicated issue, but. You know, with the girls getting ready to go to school, I've been reading about education and standards and stuff like that lately. Yeah. So, anyway, anyway, thank next... you, thank you for writing in. I appreciate that, and sorry if we didn't hit all your points there. Uh, the next email is uh, from a listener. Mm-hmm. We're going to call him John Doe. Oh, an anonymous one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is good. Wants our opinion on a topic, so uh, we'll oh, just okay. get right into it. Um, 
<clears throat> Excuse me. My wife is a son from a previous marriage. He lives with us, and his father has zero custody, visitation rights only, and currently pays a small amount of child support for him. A week or so ago, we went to do our taxes and claim her son as a dependent. Much to our surprise, we were not able to claim him due to his Social Security number already having been used as a dependent on someone else's taxes. Ooh. Well, it doesn't take Sherlock Holmes to figure out that someone that someone else was his father. Now, it does say he has the right to claim him every other year in the divorce papers as long as he's up to date on his child support. As of the time of this writing, he's roughly $8,500 behind in child support and is paying a rearage in order to work it off. Phone call demanding he amend the taxes and correct the error was received with plenty of four-letter words and smugness. On top of him denying amending, he blatantly admits that we will never see any money for anything else he's obligated to pay in the divorce papers either, such as health insurance or half of numerous doctor's bills. He's obviously the wrong in the wrong for claiming his son is a dependent. However, that's where the dilemma comes in for us. After talking to the child support department and various tax professionals and such, we have come to the conclusion that we have only two real options. One, we also file our taxes with our son as dependent, get our normal return. Later, the IRS will see that the same social security number was used for two different parties. We'll have to get a hearing date and go in front of the IRS to show that there are divorce papers, that he is behind on his child support. The money he received will be ordered to be paid back. Unfortunately, this process will take six months or more. Second option. We file without claiming her son is dependent. Child support has informed us that any amount he gets back that falls within the amount he owes in back support will be taken and sent to us. This happens in four to six weeks and will be over double the amount that we would be getting if we claim him ourselves. The only catch, this money comes off what he owes and back support without him really having actually to pay it back himself. So do we take the longer road with less return to prove a point, or do we take the shorter road yielding higher returns that are actually much needed and let him get away with it, basically? I wonder what will happen next year. I thought you guys would like to think about this some and possibly discuss it, because to be honest with you, it's not as cut and dry as I thought it would be. Mm. Feel free to openly discuss exactly what you would think the best idea if it were you. We have basically already decided, so this is just for your enjoyment. Quote. Oh, okay, okay, good. Uh, I don't, I don't want to be deciding family policy for other people, but theoretically or hypothetically, discussing a point, definitely. Um, I, right off the bat, I'm of two frames of mind, um, and I can, I can understand both sides of it. One side of it is um, he owes us money. That's money he doesn't get. Fuck him. Let's take his money. Yeah. That's point number two. Point number one is, well, he's making us miserable. Let's make his life miserable. Yeah. I understand point one. It, it, I think it would depend on how committed you are to fucking this guy's day up or week or month or life. I think that um, going through like the long the long route mm. where he's going to already get his money right yeah. the 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 asshole's going to get his money all mm. right and then there'll be a hearing the IRS is going to say dude you got to pay it back right all right and he's going to be like well I don't have it I'll pay it back over time mm. i mean unless they're going to throw him in jail which would be pretty fucking funny it could be i mean if he okay. gets belligerent in the courtroom well not not even that it's just like <laughs> look if you can't pay it after x amount of time you're going to go to jail all right so yeah. if that was an option but then it's so, court ordered i mean child support well, is court exactly. ordered as well but that's not really enforced no, people go to jail for you know that type of thing yeah so anyway um 
But the thing is, though, if you go the short route, in which case, A, you're going to get more money back. B, it'll be automatic because it'll it won't, he won't even touch it. Right. It'll go, it'll it'll totally surpass him, and it's more than they would get back in any case. So I'm, I'm wondering, I mean, does it, he know that's going to happen? It's saved. I mean, if you do the math, yeah, you can. No, f- but I mean, does the guy, does, does the other deadbeat father know that? Well, that's he'll know happen. that he won't get his his refund. So he'll be like, oh, I'm getting so much money back. And he'd be like, oh, fuck. <clears throat> I mean, see, if I if I was if I was a total and complete scumbag, I would go and I would claim, you know, I would change my 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 number at work and I'd claim like four and I'd owe taxes at the end of the year just to make sure I'm not giving anybody any money. He is. I, I think that it says here. Um, oh, is there more that? No, 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 oh, no. Okay. It's just like child support has formed us that any amount he gets back that falls within the amount he owes in back support mm. will be taken and sent to us. So anything this right. dude's going to get as his, as his tax refund right. if will anything. be taken away from him. Yeah. All right, if they go this route, happens in four to six weeks, and it will be more than right. they would get if they claim the kid. Yeah. Okay? Well, so it, it sounds like... But the thing uh, is, though, and, and it's a win-win because then... Like next year, next year, mm. if this guy still owes the money, yeah. and if the next year is the year that he can, right? It, in either case, they win because even though next year they either they'll get to claim him, they'll right. get to claim the son, right? All right, and um, they'll get to like- claim the son. They'll get to claim the son, and the dude is fucked next year. Or the dude says, "All right, fine." Um, I'll claim them next year is really my year. Right, because it doesn't whatever sound like gets, this year is Because it sounds year. like they can just keep fucking them at tax time and by by going through child services and saying, hey, that tax refund, yeah. it, that belongs to us. But I don't think it's never going to, they're never going to get. I think that's the only way that they're going to get their money yeah. is through his tax refund. So, and then there was a yeah. PS here. It said, We've considered taking him to court for the back support, health insurance that we've been paying and all the doctor bills. But this douchebag would gladly go to jail as opposed to pay a dime of the money back. What but, about, but what the about, thing is, though, I would say take his money. He thinks he's getting this money back. Hmm. Take it from him. Because if you go through the thing and then the court, or if you go through the, the longer process yeah. where the IRS finally says, hey, by the way, douchebag, hmm. you weren't supposed to do this. You need to pay this money back. All right. He either has to pay it back. Yeah. John Doe is never going to see that money because that money is going to have to go back to the government. Right. And then right. the government, and then they'd have to redo, John Doe has to redo their taxes, right. and then they'll get back less money. So yeah, I would go I would go the shorter route, fuck him out of whatever money he's going to get. Yeah, it comes off of what he owes. Right. You but, don't get the satisfaction. you're not getting anything anyway, Exactly. Right? Yeah. So. I would I'd go the second route, which is shorter. Yeah. You're gonna get more money and you can still fuck him on his taxes next year, regardless of who claims the kid, because that money is right. gonna go to the child support. Yeah. So yeah. either way, he could go the whole year without paying you, and then his tax refund covers it. Well, so unless he's gonna yeah. go and quit his fucking job and be a bum so that he doesn't you know, his tax refund is nothing. Yeah. I mean, yes, okay, yes, that'll show them. I don't I'll, I, put myself into you know bankruptcy i say go the short route uh, go through child services they're also going to be more aggressive in getting the money than the irs will be oh yeah yeah just just uh i know that uh, i don't i don't talk about my wife's brother 
hardly at all. Um, but he adopted um, when when he and his and his and his wife got married. He adopted her daughter, who was sixty five years old, pretty much. <laughs> no, but but the father, the birth father of the, of the the girl, he waived all parental rights. Yeah, so he was able to adopt her. It almost sounds like it's not worth this guy's effort to even like be a father to these to 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 the boy. I think so, it's a pride thing is why he has the visitation thing. So keep visitation, but waive your parental rights. I think he did. I think that's what they said. He's zero custody, visitation rights only, currently pays a small amount of child So support. he's still late listed as officially as the a, father. Well, a visitation, yeah. But John, so, um, what's his name there, could... Um, they they could adopt he could adopt him yeah but the the birth father doesn't sound like he's going to give up rights so no but it sounds like they just need a couple dudes with baseball bats to convince him yeah so um i say i say go the second route have child services go after that money cuz as, as much as much as i am for standing up for yourself and like you know i i think it's i think in in both cases it's standing up for yourself oh no i know i, I I don't want it to seem like I was totally disregarding that, but um, like I've seen a bunch of people that I know that they get into messy divorces and they just kind of put their hands up and go, whatever, do yeah. do whatever you want. I'll I'll take whatever's left over. It's like no fight for what you yeah. want, and that actually to get more money benefits more. Exactly, you, you get the money in your pocket. Way, um, and when it, you can afford to do it, though, fight them in court. But in either case, you know what though? You could just you could look at it as almost like getting a second tax refund every year. As long as this douchebag keeps not paying you child support every it's right. just like but you know he what? would have to he would have to claim him every oh no, it's, no, it's every it's still uh, you know what he owes us money for this. Yeah. You know, so it's not when he claims him. It would be like fuck that but every year. But there's no way there's, I mean if he owes eight thousand dollars, there's no way his tax refund's gonna be eight thousand dollars. No. If he was making that kind of money, making no, but, child but you support know what? payments He's gonna would be, be nothing. But it's gonna be it'll be this thing that it's just gonna keep racking up the bill and then yeah. it'll chip away a little bit every year. So yeah. but again, it's, it's two almost steps like, forward, one step back for the kinda, guy. Yeah. So it'll hit a certain point and then it'll But for John Doe, I think it's like this. It's like okay, it's like a getting an extra tax refund because yeah. all that money. At least, I, I mean, I don't know about the, uh, I don't know whether you could get state and federal back. I don't know how it works wherever they live. I don't but, know. Uh, I I don't honestly I don't know anything so, about how the system itself yeah. works. But so I'd be curious to know what 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 they decided to do. Yeah. Hmm. So it's always, it's always such bullshit. You know, yeah. you're supposed to do something. Just, just people just suck. Hey, what is that one? It. This one, top five regrets of the dying. Can we look at that real quick? Yeah, it's it's pretty short. It's only that much. All right. Uh, the Guardian, uh, on the divide between the lives of people should be living and the lives they are dividing. Uh, they are, they are, sorry. On the lives they should be living and the lives they are living. I don't know where I got dividing. Um, a common theme, don't become closed off emotionally in the name of routine or not making waves. Um Bronnie Ware is an Australian nurse. I guess it's from The Guardian. That's why there's a link there at the oh, top. Okay. Was an Australian nurse who spent several years working in palliative care, caring for patients, Excuse bless me. you, in the last 12 weeks of their lives. Bless you again. She recorded their dying epiphanies in a blog called Inspiration and Chai. 
Ware writes of the phenomenal clarity of vision that people gain at the end of their lives and how we might learn from the wisdom. When questioned about any regrets they had or anything they would do differently, she said common themes surfaced again and again. Parachute pants. What? Not enough of them. I never wore them. Here are the t- I did. Here are the top five regrets of the dying as witnessed by Ware. Number one, I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. Okay. Number two, I wish I hadn't worked so hard. That's that's That would have been my yeah. number one guess. Number three, I wish I'd had the courage to express my feelings. There's actually a comment under this one. Many people suppress their feelings in order to keep peace with others. As a result, they settled for a mediocre existence and never became who they were truly capable of becoming. Many developed illnesses relating to the bitterness and resentment they carried as a result. Number four, I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. No. Okay. Okay. Uh, Number five, this one's the saddest to me. I wish that I had let myself be happier. This is a surprising common one. Many did not realize until the end that happiness is a choice. They had stayed stuck in old patterns and habits. The so-called comfort of familiarity overflowed into their emotions as well as their physical lives. Fear of change had them pretending to others and to themselves that they were content. When deep within, they longed to laugh properly and have silliness in their life again. Did any of them um, wish they weren't dying? (laughs) That's an epiphany, isn't it? You know what, though? I, I was thinking about that. And uh, oh, we're gonna we're gonna do this headline uh, next week. Intelligence study links low IQ to prejudice, racism, and conservatism. That's not news. No shit. <laughs> um, um, there is nothing greater in the world for silliness for somebody that's that's like my age or your age or whatever than a, than a, than a little kid that looks at you and like just quote something from a TV show or says something crazy ridiculous like when I when I was putting Ripley in bed tonight she said I'm not going to hug you you big fat panda <laughs> like like what you shouldn't call people fat and then my wife's like do you call him that because he's really big tall he's tall <laughs> and she said yeah and my wife said well fat means something different she said poe is fat cuz he's round because we don't use real people, and you yeah. know, for that kind of thing. And uh, she said, yeah, "Yeah, okay." And then you know, it was fine after that. But like, just some of the crazy shit they say, I have no idea what they're talking about half the time. Lily and, and I, I just go with it. Lily and I were having a conversation the other night about. Um, we started talking about cell phones, okay, and um, how they used to be. You know, like like really big. Yeah, and first like people just had them in their cars and stuff like that <laughs> and um she asked if my parents had them when i was young i said no. no 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 they they weren't really all that popular she said she goes so like how did you call people i go well we had a phone like in the house oh. and it, it's it struck me like the whole louis ck thing it's just <laughs> like you didn't have your phone there was the phone. the phone yeah there you know? was one so maybe one in a in a, in and, a bedroom upstairs or something and she said well how did you communicate with people if you weren't home well we had this app and you dialed numbers no, no. I, I i and she was genuinely genuinely curious i said yeah. well you'd just have to use like a, a public telephone a pay phone yeah she says 
what? But when you were out, you didn't talk to anybody. Well, that was you were she, she out. said she said where, where she I you know, I said use use a payphone. She goes, "What's a payphone?" Really? Like, yeah. I go, "Seriously, honey?" Damn. She goes, "Yeah, I go like like a public telephone." And I'm trying like I'm racking my brain real yeah, where quick is thinking one? about where is one. <laughs> I said, "You know, like like a like in in a public place, a restaurant or a train yeah. station or on the street somewhere with just phones." She says, just a phone on a sidewalk? I'm like, yeah. And you'd put some money in. She's like, well, how much did it cost? I'm like, I don't know. You put in a dime and you could call somewhere local. She says, you couldn't call other states? Yeah, but it would cost you more money. She said, well, how much money? I'm like, I don't know. The operator told you. She goes, well, how did she know? I'm like, I don't know, man. It's a fucking phone. Superman changes in it. Yeah. And that's, that's um, but crazy. it was it was fascinating. It got me to thinking about all the things that like she'll never like she she is, will likely never use a typewriter. Mm. Okay, my like the baby Frankie. Yeah, think about it. He may never use a home phone. That's true. You know we're like we're this close, this close, everybody, to getting rid of our home phone. Yeah. I fight. Um, I fight my wife all the time. I'm like, I like having a second way for people getting to to get in touch with us. It's important to me because her her cell phone battery sucks. It's always dying. Yeah. If she had if she had an iPhone or, or a Droid or whatever, yeah. and she always had it with her and always answered it because yeah. she never knows when the damn yeah. My wife ringing. turns her ringer off when she's in meetings and she forgets to turn them back on, yeah. turn it back on. And actually, it was one day I call and it's like it's ringing, 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 and I say to the kids, I'm just like, why does she have a phone if she doesn't? Hello, she says <laughs> what? Because I don't answer it. I'm like, yes. Yeah. Thank you for answering. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it was just a really interesting conversation. Oh. Yeah, she's um, she's funny. We have these conversations all the time. <laughs> what was your street like when you were a kid? Who did you play with? Who was your best friend? Huh. So, really interesting stuff. She had me really stumped. I had to call my sister and ask. She said, well, she was asking me about my junior high school. Okay. And what was it like? And did they have a library? Uh, and I was like killing myself thinking like I couldn't remember hmm. where the library was in my junior high. Uh, so I called my sister. I'm like, where was the library? She's like, I don't really remember if they had one. It was probably pretty shitty. Hmm. She said, cause she just thought it's just like, you know, all the library stuff I did, she just went to the public library. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I spent a lot of time at the public library too. I really can't remember. Our high school library was really good. Our high school library was really good. Um, I remember my junior high library because I was cutting through it uh, one day in, I think, 1986 when the TV was on and a space shuttle exploded. Oh, I remember that. So I remember being in the library, so I knew for, know for a fact we had a library. I I was coming out of a class. I went down to the head of the, like, the, so I went down to, like, the social studies office mm. And uh, I was just like, oh, yeah, that shuttle went up today. Mm. So I go in, you know, I walk in the classroom and they're all watching it. Yeah. And it blew up. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I was really, I seriously, here I am. I'm like, you know, I'm a, I'm a senior in high school. And I was yeah. like, what the fuck? That's fair. And that's, that's and, fair. And, and Tom O'Donnell turns around and goes, really? Just, you got to swear? I'm like, but. Yeah. And yeah, it was crazy. We were just flabbergasted. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, off the... Yeah, I know, totally off topic. No, but off the depressing topics. Yeah, I know. 
All right. What do we have for phone calls or anything? Uh, just, just this have? one. Just, just this, this one. one. What's the segment called? <clears throat> oh, what's this? Oh, it must be Reverend Scott. I haven't heard the music for it yet. <laughs> Last rites with Reverend Scott. <laughs> Hey there, Chris and Frank. Hey. Well, not only does my segment have a name now, but an official intro as well. And the question I want to ask is, what'd you guys think? Wow. All right. That's, that's interesting. That's that's actually pretty fucking awesome. Aw, <laughs> you're just saying that. This actually kind of twisted my brain a little bit. It was wrinkling my brain. Well, I'm kind of relieved. I, I was worried you might not like it. I have been known to change my mind. Right. Well, anyways, <laughs> I wanted to take a minute to discuss this presidential primary idea you guys had last week. Now, I'm not exactly sure what it is you wanted to do, because I thought you were already running against me as presidential and vice presidential candidates, respectively. Maybe you can explain more later on. I think the important part is you tell us what your platform is all about. For instance, what type of things are you completely against? Like, what is it you hate in America more than anything? Abortion and gay people getting married. <laughs> Guys, I don't know if that's going to get you many votes. I mean, people are going to think that's wrong. Fuck them, I'm right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Frank, you can't talk to the voting public like that. You're not infallible. You can't just say you're right and perfect all the time. All right, and, and I'll admit, I'm, I'm not saying I'm perfect either. I'm an asshole, too, and I believe everybody else is an asshole. Obviously, you just don't get it, Frank. Maybe you do, Chris. I mean, in fact, I'm sure you're convinced you know everything the voters want already. You know why? I can honestly say this. Why? Fucking awesome. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> well, I don't really have time to get into this right now because I have to go. But before I do, Chris, maybe you want to give us a little taste of uh, what you would do, you know, very first thing you would do as president. You know, like when you first walked into the lobby of the White House. I think I would have to kill six elderly people and then take a shit on them in the middle of the lobby. And then I would have to punch a baby in the face. Wow. This is going to be a long election year. You ever want to just punch a little kid? <laughs> Anyways, peace and love, guys. Some of the some of the places that will like watch your dog for you have a webcam that you can get a password to oh, yeah. and, a, and a secret website or whatever. Yeah. I want to know: Do you have that kind of thing? Can I check in and look yeah. whenever I want? Like I, I would feel a lot more comfortable knowing that I could just you know dial into the camera every yeah eighteen to twenty seconds yeah. and uh, see what's going on, which will be terrible because I'll be home by myself. <laughs> really, how long can I? masturbate right um you know you know there's this one person i just cannot abide reverend scott i just hate that guy like, fuck him i really hate that guy awesome awesome i gotta tell you the way i man they just so seamless yeah the edits really nice job very funny Last rites with Reverend Scott. Oh, Jesus Christ. Not bad. Oh, fuck, that was funny. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we're going to have to put together a comprehensive platform and then not say any stupid shit for the rest of the year. That's impossible. That is absolutely... We won't make it a week. No. 
I realized today I I didn't I didn't do up my hair like I normally do with the uh, with the pomade and stuff. Yeah. And um, you're I a looked, Dapper Dan man. I, I looked at myself in the mirror and I realized I had Robert California hair today. It's just kind of just kind of there and it's doing whatever. But that's how people know I'm sick. My hair isn't like good. Someone asked me like, um, Frank, are you you growing a beard? I said, No, I am not growing a beard. I a like there's stuff growing. I'm not doing anything about it. Yeah. I'm just leaving it. I don't care. <laughs> so, uh, last thing of the day, yeah, of the show. Uh, today was Groundhog Day, apparently. Yeah, and uh, we got six more weeks of winter. I, I guess, guess so. yeah. which is uh, six more weeks of um, forty degrees, like mid thirties to upper forties, fifty two the other day or something. So like it's that. basically spring. I'm going to be amazed if any of the plants and trees out there know when it's the right time to fucking bloom. There's a tree in the front of my house. There's like a tree that we planted last year. Yeah. Uh, Julie noticed um, that there were some buds. Yeah, we have some buds on. So there's yeah. some, of the, some of Ellen's um, um, bulbs had started to bloom when it hit 60 like two days in a row. Yeah. It's, it, it's, <laughs> it's hilarious. I said, I said, Jewel, um, yeah, it is February. In New England. Oh, boy. I'm interested to see what'll happen. I mean, like, is spring just going to, like, bang, that's it, gone, then it's 90 in May? Bring it. No humidity, and I'll be happy. You know what, though? Do you want to know what a miserable (laughs) motherfucker I am? Okay, because today I was just like... You should have been pretty fucking happy this winter, and you know what? You have been actually, I, but but you know what? Though? But but you know what's 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 really funny? I is just had to look out the window to make sure it wasn't snowing. <laughs> what's really funny is that today, I you know I went outside to grab something from the car, and I was just yeah, it's, it's kind of nice out. Yeah. But you know what? Actually, what thought actually went through my head without even me thinking like, oh, this is pretty funny. If I thought this, uh, what really went through my head was just like, next winter will probably suck. <laughs> course you know because it's just like you know it, of course like, it whatever did. <laughs> when did i become such a miserable fuck what do you mean became i know <laughs> all right that's i was it. born this way oh all right have a great week folks you want to you want to give number, the number i don't remember what it is why don't you give the, the email address i'll get the, the phone email number address okay. is are you serious podcast at gmail.com and the phone number is that was way too quick uh two zero six three three nine five eight zero eight yeah just call it does that sound right leave a message for us they'll get back two zero six three three nine five eight zero eight how about that i remember All right. That's it. Bye-bye. Bye.
Are you still there? Obama shit? I fucking, I'm on the Obama bandwagon strictly from the point of view as a casting director. And we all have a responsibility to not just our country, but the world to cast someone who's cool to watch. Because they're not leaders. These people are not leading you. If you really believe that, if you need a fucking leader, you're a weak fucking faggot. Hire a dominatrix and have her put you on a dog chain and walk you around the room and rub your nose in your own piddle. If you need to be led, you're fucking weak. It is a, anyone who's in office, and the fucking libertarians let me down. They fucking elected. That was at least my outlet vote was a libertarian party. But they fucking, this Nazi Bob Barr hijacked the fucking nomination this year. So I can't even do that. So just from a standpoint of being a casting director, which is what we are, we're going to have to watch some douchebag play the role of leader of the free world for the next four years. Pick the guy that's cool and fun to watch. Right? At least, because that's all it is. It's just a fucking movie at this point. Pick the guy. Of the two, if he's going to be the leader of the free world, and he's going to, when the asteroid is hurtling towards the earth, and he has to pull Bruce Willis out of retirement to go on a rocket ship and blast that fucking thing out of the sky, I like the fucking cool chocolate covered guy. Barack Obama's my fucking dude. He's fucking cool to watch, so why not? If I can make us look better to the rest of the world when I go to play in fucking Norway next time or England or the UK, they won't spit my fucking sandwich because they heard my accent and think I'm an asshole because the fucking leader of our free world is an asshole and I must be one. That's why they're fucking, oh, yeah, what about Sarah Palin? She's a fundamentalist Christian creationist. And you go, so what? Like, why is that less retarded than the rest of the cocksuckers? Where's, is, are any of them free-thinking, rational atheists? Where's that candidate? Where's that candidate? Even Ron Paul, who I was behind, he's a fucking nitwit. You have to discount those people immediately. A, where is any candidate for any office on any level that's a fucking, uh, no, God? Fag, oh, you're, you're a candidate for office? What are you, the fucking mayor of nobody really lives hereville? Are you the water commissioner of me and my wife are the only people who voted for that position, Stin? <laughs> write you in, yes. They're all fucking, like, anytime someone says they're any kind of religion, just because it's a softer side of Jesus, fundamentalist sounds more, but it's still all exactly the same retarded. Anyone who says they're a religion should just plummet in your eyes, they, they, they lose all credibility. Any fucking candidate, that's why you can't ever, if you needed a leader, then none of them are qualified because they're all fucking retarded. Any, just even a little bit of religion. I believe, well, I believe in peace and hope and change and prosperity and fucking 10 chickens in every pot. And I believe that everyone should have health care and the dollar should be worth something again. And... And I also derive all of my moral compass from dream interpretation. <laughs> Fish mean progress. <laughs> Flying means war. What? Religious tolerance, no. Zero tolerance for any type of religion. If you're ever going to make a difference, and here's the problem I've always had, is you always attack the fundamentalist base of a religion because it's so much easier. 
There's so much meat to work with. But the truth is, there's only a little small nugget of fundamentalist in any religion. And you can't win attacking them because those people are honestly mentally ill. They have all the symptoms of a, a, a progressed mental illness, and you're not going to fucking win that argument. My, my girlfriend is mentally ill. If she goes off her meds, and she thinks there's a six-eyed fish in her lap, all your logical, well, what, what, what says in the, here's logic. It's not going to work, because she's a fucking mental case. So what you need to do is you attack religion from the outside in. You, what you do is you attack the fucking pedestrian, non-religious, quasi-religious, name brand. The guy sitting next to you probably, I'm a fucking Catholic, I wear a cross, but I don't, even, I don't know what this shit means. <laughs> I tell dumb jokes about how I'm a Catholic, we can just go apologize every Sunday and then we start over. <laughs> that joke never gets old. But you still say you're a Catholic rather than saying, I don't believe any of that shit, which is what you mean. But when you say you're a Catholic, you give some credibility to that nugget of fucking hardcore fundamentalists and you deny them the medical attention that otherwise they would be getting for having fucking delusional beliefs about secret people watching them from fucking invisible corners. So yeah, attack the fucking... Faggot sitting next to you, that's your friend. I guess I'm a Methodist. That's what I put on the census paper where it said religion, but this is just because my mom told me and she didn't even go to church, so I guess don't stop saying it. That's like me saying I'm a, I'm a heroin addict. Uh, haven't tried it yet, but my parents said gives you the wrong idea. I'm going to try heroin. Stand-up seems all right. He doesn't do it. So yeah, start attacking and fucking humiliating anyone who says they're one of those. Start with agnostics. Oh, you're agnostic. You think there could be a Batman. You just don't know. And you don't want to get into an uncomfortable conversation. No, you're fucking... You're atheist with the asterisk of, you know, I don't know as much as you don't know, but I know that your fucking buffoonery that you try to sell in a pamphlet on the street is fucking utter nonsense. And I'm ashamed to be part of your species. So that, there's your leaders. Fucking Reverend Wright. Uh, the, what you're chastising him about is the only arguably logical thing he said. Everything else he says for a living is what you should be holding up scrutiny on. The Bible. <laughs> yeah, goddamn America. Fuck yeah. That's an arguable point. The rest of the Bible stuff, no, you're a fucking retard. <laughs> All right. Hey, Stanhope, do you have funny jokes? Eh, not so much anymore. <laughs> End of line.